Vino and Rich. Best of the week. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Oh, butt cheeks, nice. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Tell everybody why we went out after ESPN yesterday. It wasn't to get sandwiches. <laughs> I, I, wanted a, I wanted a second set of eyes for a house that Sarah and I were looking at. Oh, what a house it is. Oh. What a house. And, oh. And... I think what's happening was a great show in the 70s. I'll give you a quarter D. Hey, Raj. Shirley. Rerun, Raj. Spot, hit me up with hey, some hey, hey. Uh, Yeah, give me a yeah, second. What's happening? Swain was my favorite. What's happening? Rich was more of a Roger guy. Spot, definitely a rerun guy. Dwayne was my guy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Spot, you'd be a great rerun for Halloween, but do not do not do that. Why not? <laughs> hey, Raj. You got to do the dance, Spot. Archie, why not? You got to do the dance. You got to do the rerun dance. Why not? Hey, guys, remember when Spot was on the show and then he went blackface as rerun? Yo, why not? Archie, can Archie and Spot do a TikTok of the rerun dance? Everyone's such a great uh, choreographer and into choreography. How come that's not trending? So tell everybody what's happening. No, we uh, we <laughs> we looked at a place. We looked at a place uh, yesterday and loved it. It was great. Oh, it was yeah, everything. Place, everything about it was great, but it's this uh, place made me envious. I was like, wow, this is a place. I showed Cavino the. Zillow photos. Oh, the Zillow photos are to die for a spot. And I wasn't in love with the street. Kavino and Sarah both agree that I'm a little picky on the street. A little picky. I just like the street. It's a, to- it's a dead end cul-de-sac spot, right? Oh, cul-de-sacs are the best. Yeah, yeah but, but this but, house yeah. is your own little hood. This house is is further than in the middle toward the end of the dead end, right? And he's worried about like the street perpendicular yeah, because there's a there, playground. There's a street, there's a street perp- it's not a playground. It's like an empty parking lot, almost like industrial-looking parking lot, like the end of but the block. But it's the back of a school. Oh, I'm going to have to see this now. Yeah. But it's not even like in his view. Yeah, but and he's I'm worried saying, about no, but it. I'm saying I... Street view. You have... You know how it is. You have your checklist like they always do on uh, Property Brothers or Flip or Flop, like your checklist of what you like in a house. I like pulling down a block and being like, oh, this is a nice neighborhood. Oh, I like pulling nice out block. my cock. I'm sorry. What? It rhymed. <laughs> it's good rhymes. Well, That's great. I'll give you that. Thanks, Arch. Archie liked it. Archie really enjoyed I'll it. I'll let that one sit for a second. <laughs> Archie got really excited. But yeah, at the end of the, go the other way, spot. Other way. Like, yeah, how does that even sorry. affect him? Like, it's like an industrial parking lot. Industrial. There's a fucking baseball diamond there. Yeah, it's like, like a playground. You love baseball. Yeah, but I'm saying like, it's like just like an empty parking lot for like some like, like a warehouse. Like, yeah, there's definitely like crack deals going on here. Oh, they ain't gonna fire him down. Like, her- people shooting up heroin. Don't fire him down because he put an offer in on it. People shooting up heroin. Don't say that. I might put an offer in this morning. Is what we're trying to figure out. Well, but explain the dilemma. Here's the dilemma. The dilemma is. We love this house. This is a cute street. Yeah, I don't get his hang up here. 
It has everything, guys. This house has all the bells and whistles. Has bells, whistles. It's really nice. And the backyard is great. Midgets dressed as clowns. Yeah, the backyard looks like a fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. So here's the thing. It's a couple that's calling it quits. And it was awkward when they said it, too, because it was like a eh, couple with kids that are like sort of grown. And, we, you know, they were the ones selling it. I guess the husband's a real estate guy. Did the expression cheating whore ever get mentioned? No, it did not. It okay, did not. just making sure. Um, but Spot, they, they explain like, hey, this, you know, we built this, we did this. Such a lovely house. And I was like, oh, where are you guys headed? I thought they were going to be like, well, we're downsizing now. We're moving here. And they're like, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting divorced. And then I was like, oh, that's awkward. But, I mean, it's the reality of their situation. But they were there, you know, I guess showing it together because it's their house they built together. Did the expression, fuck this useless hey, bitch don't say, ever can come you, up? Can you not say those things because the guy knows I'm on the radio oh, and, like, sorry. I'm still in negotiations? Sorry. Man, he's really blowing the deal for you. Sorry. Yeah. Well, look, look uh, my my what are you uh, words don't represent any, that of my friend. Sorry. But here's where it gets sticky. Here's where it gets sticky. I have to – now I'm competing with someone – that is all about a cash offer, which goes back to something we were talking about about a week or two ago, where in today's market, you have to be ready to put an offer in because you're competing with people who are going to buy right yeah, it's on the spot. very so hot market right now. It's the hottest market ever. If someone says, oh, that's your asking price? If someone's offering full cash asking price, is the buyer, is the seller going to say, yeah, I'll take an extra 50, I'll take an extra 50 plus thousand dollars if it's a regular person not doing cash? Or are they just going to take the cash offer regardless? Am I, am I going to automatically lose out to the cash offer? Because if it doesn't work out, I guess it wasn't my house to have. But you can't. You know what? I I do you, I, I mean, like that philosophy, but you can't have that attitude. When you want the woman, you take the woman. Yeah, when you, you want the house, you, you don't take over, the house. But you don't yeah, overbid. But like, you don't overbid for a house spot. I know. But you don't like, overbid for a house where then the appraisal doesn't make sense because then you'll get caught up in the appraisal part. Like of it. I really wanted that one house, and I can justify it all I want by saying I didn't get the offer, so it wasn't meant to be. I really wanted that one house that I put an offer on. Yeah, but spot. And it, I fucking just lost it, so now I'm kicking myself because yeah, I haven't you, seen something since. I have a question. Did you offer the asking price? I did. Okay, then. I don't give a, if you, that if, fucking wasn't meant to be if shit. It, if, if there's a bidding war that goes above the, quote, appraisal, then you can get caught up in the closing and the, and the bank and everything. So I'm just saying, will you ever win a bidding war versus someone that's offering all cash? Because if that's the case, the minute... You're looking at a property and someone says, oh, someone else is offering all cash. First of all, I'm wondering, where are they getting this cash? Hmm. And secondly, will someone take a little more? Will someone take less money for an all cash thing? Because if that's the case, then I'm, I'm out, I guess. And that's the scary part about it, because now Rich has to plead his case to the owners as to why he's more deserving well, it's, than it's a, a, it's than a, a rich it, uh, it's oil a guy who's well, going to... It's a know, real estate throw, tactic. Yeah, yeah. but this rich's, rich's bid... It, it, all right, think about it this way. If there's someone who has this kind of cash, cash. right? Cash, and Rich 
puts in an offer that's over the asking price, I'm sure the guy with cash, cash. could still match that, if not more, if he has that kind of cash. When I put the bid in on my house, I think there were there was one or two other bids. Yeah. My agent yeah. suggested that I do actually write a letter. Well, that's a very, yeah, that's a real estate tactic. And I wrote the most heartfelt letter to where the can you read it, it? my agent no can my agent no my agent hit read me it. up no my agent hit me up <laughs> Please. And she was like this is amazing oh my god how could they not accept this letter and i'm pretty sure they got the letter ripped it into like four pieces and wiped their ass with it for like <laughs> like the no, like a good fine. solid they, they ripped it up like uh, they ripped it up like the final scene in goonies when they're like we're never selling the boondocks ever uh, yeah. today or ever there'll be no more signing today <laughs> or ever again <laughs> so they threw up a bucket uh, yeah. of confetti with yeah. it too mikey's uh, mikey's dad ripped up your letter where did all those pieces come from you Spot, can about you your heart surgery Spot, can you read us an excerpt of your letter oh, let me fold it up let me see oh my uh, god and they like wiped their butthole with it yeah the guy's like oh and he had quintuple bypass heart surgery and he well, lost hey, it, and let he me lost blow, it. they may blow my nose with this guy's letter and he, and he and he's on the west coast alone he's he's he suffered some loss in his family you probably I'm oh and his, his mom just passed away oh let me wipe my ass with this that's so sad spot i'm sorry to hear that what, what movie scene was it where someone like takes their contract throws it on the ground and pees on it oh the major league yeah <laughs> that's what happened yeah, coach lou brown peed on uh willie mays hayes's contract that's right. what they did to your that's letter what they did to my letter uh, letters let see if i can find it they peed on your letter of course they you, pee- you found our contract from the lords of glencoe when we were probably sure you can find an email you sent Scotland. a month ago yeah oh. if you could find our uh our titles and deeds from our property that we we got in Scotland as a gag gift in 2007 you could then find I think the, you could find the letter you wrote 2 weeks ago all right so rich so do, so here's where I'm in at a pickle i'm at the point where the family i know the people selling it right so the people selling it, it the people selling the house I told, I told you, the guy reminded me of John Michael Higgins, the actor. Come come on the kick drum. Maybe it was actually John Michael Higgins. Was, I, I feel like it was uh, John did, Michael did Higgins. Did he say rap, tap, tappy? Rap, tap, tappy. Rap, tap, tappy. <laughs> rap, tap, tappy. So it seemed like to people that own the house. John Michael Higgins. Was, uh, look, it, it felt like John Michael Higgins and what's Larry David's wife on the TV show? Uh, Cheryl Hines. Cheryl Hines. I felt like it was Cheryl Hines and John Michael Higgins. Rich was trying to like drop hints to see if it was. Rich was like, move yourself. You know, you never know. Honor of a lonely heart. So it was not John Michael Higgins and Cheryl Hines, but it looked like them. And I was complimentary of their home and their designs. And, you know, I, the told, house is beautiful. I told them my story. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're from the, I'm from the East Coast. My wife is from Texas. We're out here. I, you know, I, they have two kids that they raised there. Yeah. You've got two little rugrats so I'm like, that I, you want to raise I'm there. I'm wondering, like, if I, really, if I really want it, do I, with my, Offer, do I attach a letter? Yes. If you really want it. Tap, 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 Wait a second. Tap, tap, tap. Mom, hi, hat. Are you John Michael Higgins? Hold on. I love you and it's perfect. On the kick drum. Come, come. On the kick drum. Come, come. That's Gary. Come, come with the kick drum. Come. Come, come with the kick drum. So the owner looks like this guy? Yeah. I'll come on the drum. He looks like John Michael Higgins. Yeah. And you felt like you bonded with him. I could see you bonding with a guy that looks like that. I could definitely see you bonding right? with John Michael Higgins. It's like your future. Yeah. You're going to be like a John Michael Higgins type. So, Spot, read your letter. 
Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> read your letter to inspire Rich for when he writes his letter. Yeah, because I may have to write get, a letter. Because uh, listen, Sarah may call the real estate agent this morning, and the, and the agent might say, hey, listen, I talked to the seller, and they're taking cash. And I might be just out of luck. But if they're saying we're open to the idea, then I may, I don't know, I may put an offer in. Ready? Yeah. Let me see. Let me find up some, like, see if this is sad. I want to see your spots letter. All right, here we go. This no, is, I need something more sad. This is sad. No, it's not sad enough. This is more dramatic. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Sad enough? It's kind of sad. Okay. Yeah, it's good <laughs> enough. Yeah, that'll work, yeah. Sure. I'll try the next one. No. <laughs> Five. I mean, we can always go back to Yeah, we can always go back. No, not sad enough. No, not sad enough. That's the second one. All right, go back yeah, to the second one. Yeah, right, here good. we go. All right, read your letter that you wrote to the agent. Wait. Yeah, do this. Yeah, I like this one. Okay. <laughs> God. Uh... Dear Mr. Blank, we are excited at the prospect of purchasing your home. Don't read it in a weird voice. Read, oh, it, sorry. Um, read it nicely. I thought it wasn't nicely. We have a great appreciation for the area and had been contemplating getting a place. We had an idea of the type of place we wanted but never found it. We happened to be in the area last weekend and we saw your home in person. And when we saw your home in person, we fell in love with it. Oh. We love the look of the house inside and out. We can see that a lot of care went into the home and appreciate that the original style of the home has been maintained. Good ones. Man. As we intend to do the same. Uh, people don't like when you change your house. No, no, that's good. Kristen and I are originally from the East Coast. Kristen grew up in a small mountain town in upstate New York, and I grew up in New Jersey. She's a mountain girl. It's in that town in upstate <laughs> New York that we met as teens over 20 years ago. That place has always had a special place in our hearts. But when I was transferred to L.A. for work, it made trips back east to visit family much harder. <laughs> I miss the East Coast. A I few miss- years back, we decided to take a trip to Idlewild on some recommendations and immediately fell in love. We both agreed it made us feel like we were back east. We've made several trips since and hope to share a place of our own in the near future. In addition, this is where it gets good, I also credit Idlewild with saving my life. Our first trip up was for my birthday three years ago. It was on that trip that I realized something wasn't right with my health. We had been doing a hike on the Ernie Maxwell Trail, which is a well-known trail there. And I had to stop every few minutes to catch my breath after getting checked out by a doctor. Immediately after, I found that I was on the verge of having a heart attack. My heart! My heart! Something you don't expect to hear in your 30s. Heart attack! I immediately went to the hospital, had open-heart surgery, and made a full recovery. It was great. It was a great turning point in my life, and every time we come to the area, he said it was great. I love walking that trail as a reminder of life. <laughs> I hope you consider our offer to purchase your home, as we can't wait to make it a special part of our life. Thank you, Kristen and Kristen, Kristen and Kristen. And this is when he crumbled it up and wiped his butt with it. <laughs> the guy wiped his ass with that. He wiped his ass <laughs> with that letter. Oh. That's crazy. It didn't even like give you the fucking no. callback. I didn't even get any like counter offer opportunities. Oh, that yeah. letter just went in one ear and out the other. So maybe it doesn't matter. Diddly squat. Oh, right. shit. Maybe you're right. How good you was that letter? Uh, <laughs> yeah, spot. That, bro, that letter. That, that letter, letter, though. That letter. By the way, I'm available for uh, letters. If Can anyone. you write Jesus. me a letter tonight? Sure. <laughs> so spot's point is it doesn't matter what you write. 
It's all about the money. Clearly, the guy that Spot put the offer into got a really dope offer. Didn't even get back to Spot. And, Rich, if you really want this home, look, let's be honest. It's like, I don't want to say every relationship I get in. Every apartment I've ever had or every yeah. house. Like, you think it's the best and you never want to leave it, but you always find something nicer. Yeah. You know, or you well, rationalize and say, yeah, that, that wasn't for me. My real estate You're agent. You're going to find something even better than this one, I mean, but I really hope this works out for you because it's beautiful. Uh, you heard my agent on the phone last night, my real estate agent. She was pretty much like, hey, listen, if it doesn't work out, there's, uh, do you know how many houses there are in the Valley? Right. She was pretty, she was pretty like, don't chase this. If you heard the tone oh, of her voice. Is like, there a point where you can't? Because if the guy's got cash money, right, yeah. and you keep increasing the offer, but it exceeds the appraisal, the bank won't approve that, will they? And then it could fall through? If the offer I give is more than the appraisal, then it could get caught up, right. and that's where cash wins. Exactly. So, But as they say in uh, Flip or Flop, we looked at the comps in the area, and the comps in the area are around the same, so it should be appraised for around that. But it's, uh, it's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, here I am trying to do the right thing. You know, got pre-approved, credit's, credit's good and everything. No. To think that someone could come some in there and swoop. Some fucking guy from Dubai. Like, some some, some, uh, some guy, guy from Dubai. Spot, fucking... don't show me pictures of it because I'm going to get sad. Look at that wall. That, that, that I, wood. I must buy this house. I love, some guy, I love the wood that, accent. That, guy, that, that back room leading out to the pool. That That's, fireplace. You're going to fuck in front of that fireplace. Yeah, some, yeah no, he's going to no, miss out to some, no, some, some $2 guy, million dollars in his duffel bag. Some guy, in Dubai, some guy in Dubai that comes in with a little, yeah, with two yes. duffel bags over his shoulder. This is my new home. This is my new home. And then he's going like to knock my, it down. This is like, my eighth home. And I wrote you a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I have money. And letter. Signed Zaire. You, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to be able to compete with that. It's going to knock it down blows. and build like a, a fucking mini Taj Mahal. Oh, you wrote a letter? I write a letter too. Take I a look. Mini uh, Burj Khalifa. To, to a seller. <laughs> to sell? I have cash money. To Zaire. I have cash. Good luck. I like home. <laughs> I like home. Give me. I don't know how he sounds Russian. I have, yeah. Maybe he's <laughs> no, a Russian yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, but here you go. The point is, one million over asking price. Rich is gonna. I, I think <laughs> I don't want to put my words in your mouth. My wife and I are celebrating our ten years. Rich I is have money. <laughs> I have money. It is big, in big. cash form in duffel bag. You Take or leave. Signed, I Boris. Have <laughs> I have big dick and lots of money. Take it. I Take really both. love what you did with the place. I have nine other homes. This means really nothing emotionally to me other than another place to stay. Cash money, good for you. Good for me. <laughs> and Rich misses out on his dream home because of that. But that's uh, that's the competitive I market the today. Bed, I like the bedroom leads out. Look to the, at, the bedroom has doors that lead. Would the, you look at that? Yeah. Look at those floors. Look at the open concept that everyone the loves. Open concept. Yeah. yeah. Open concept. What's going to be more open in that room? I, I love know. how it's the concept the or concept. Rich's cheeks. Oh, well. <laughs> going uh, to lose this house to uh, some, some fucking guy with uh, cash money. Named but Vladimir. what are you going to do? Vladimir. Might it sign Vladimir. Yeah, Vladimir. Vladimir. Russian men from Dubai. Well, yes. uh, I would have many bitches in this yeah. pool. They, so, there will be bitches galore in this pool. There will Single. be many, many bitches. Thank you very much. Thank Single you. old very nice Russian techno very, disco. Very with nice. Bitches in pool. Very nice to meet you. I have cash. 
Yeah, old Do not listen to buffoon who tries to pull hard strings. Sarah said, can you write our letter for real? No, <laughs> no, no Sarah, no. I, we can, we can Damn, so I can't believe, Spot, that that, that was letter really was heartfelt. ignored. Can I tell you, Spot, I'm not even joking. Like, we bust your balls. That was fucking really sweet. That's really, a, you're a good writer. I'm a really good writer. I really am. That, that was, Yo, when, I put, when I put my mind to it, that, I'm a really that was, good writer. That was heartfelt. So I could see where Yo, you're look like. look at the view. This, this place that Rich is going to put a bid in stop for. Stop it. Don't get me. Has a gazebo that your dad can only dream of. Yes. Oh, that's see that gazebo. Nah, now that's a gazebo. Bitches God, will be laying Richie, on top. I'm proud. You know what your dad's gonna say, Richie? I'm proud of you. Oh, my dad, dad, the gazebo, the gazebo. As a matter of fact, yeah, well, here's a bottle of my here's a bottle of my favorite tequila. Well, guess yeah. what? I, uh, Richie, I've never yeah, but the been thing is, proud. it's not. I'm not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna work out. I'm no, telling don't you. Don't say that. I'm telling. I'm not gonna work for you. No, it, because I told you, if, Boris if or our silly career could afford that kind of house, I'm proud for you. Well. That's it's not gonna, it's not going to work out because <laughs> Boris is going there with a duffel bag of money today, saying, "Oh, if I offer, let's say I say, all right, I'll do twenty five thousand above asking price." But Boris may say twenty five thousand. This guy's silly. He's very cute. Uh, throw in another fifty. Like he could just, if he want, he's he in the has, driver's seat. If he has a uh, that much cash, that much cash. Yeah, I'm he, sure he has more. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, unless the owner, unless the owners are like. Well, we're selling it ourselves. They're not selling with an agent. They're the agent. So they might say, you know what? We want to sell it to this young couple with two kids. So in other words. A middle-aged couple. For those of you piecing the, piecing <laughs> the story together. Slow down. If you're connecting the dots, after our ESPN show yesterday, Rich wanted to show me this place and, and get a neighbor a neighborhood sort of you used, vibe. You used to live around. Because I used to live in, in this area of California for a long-ass time. Um, in this side of the valley is beautiful. It's it's a beautiful place to raise a family. The school system's great. The area is a, a place I used to frequent all the time. I, I lived there, and I was I would always ride my bike in this part of the neighborhood, and you know it's really nice. So I hope Rich, uh, I help his wildest dreams come true. This this family <laughs> wants to, as uh, Ian hit us up with, this family seems like they want to get out of there because they are going through a divorce. So they may just say, "Cash money, let's get out of here." And it's only been on the market for two days. And they just want to. They want to move. They want to move quick. Yeah, it's a nice house. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, well. and the neighborhood's great. Took a ride with Rich just to look at it. Oh, I'm so. You know, I was wrong about something, Cliff. I actually am glad you're correcting me, Cliff in Kentucky. What's up, man? Hey guys. You know, I don't know if I can talk with the tears in my eyes after hearing Spot's letter, but yeah, sorry, I Cliff. Did sorry. That, Dry your eyes. Yeah, I did notice that it was. Uh, Roger Dorn, whose contract got pissed on in Major League, not yeah, Willie not, Mays Hayes. Not, yeah, not Willie Willie Mays Hayes was just happy to be on the team. Remember Dorn had all the stipulations in his veteran contract and Lou Brown peed on it? Thanks You're for right. correcting It us, was Cliff. Roger Dorn. Thank you. Thanks. Thank Who, you, who's, uh, uh, Whose wife fucked uh, Charlie Sheen? Lou. Richard. <laughs> I want a word with you here. Sure. About those sit-ups you want me to do? I got a right here in my contract says I don't have to do any calisthenics. I don't feel unnecessary. So what do you think about that? This is what they did the spots letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you poured your heart into that shit, uh, Richard in Baltimore. <laughs> Richard, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? How are you doing? Hey, what's Hi, up, Richard. buddy? Hey, Dave. so basically. The reason the sellers may have not wanted to touch that letter is because you kind of come into a fair housing situation with Spot explaining who he is and about his family. Because 
when people put that stuff out there, then that puts the seller in a position where if they don't take that buyer's letter, i.e. this exact situation, the, the buyer could be like, well, maybe they didn't take us because we're a family of four, or maybe they didn't want a single guy living here, et cetera, et cetera. So our brokerage always tells us do not send letters. And it's uh-huh. just, I've heard, it's funny, yeah, it's nope. interesting, because I've heard every, yeah. every agent we've talked to out here, including our, our friends Jen and Cody, who just bought a house, we're talking about we Sarah had a conversation with our friend Jen about writing a letter, like and Spot wrote a great letter. That seems maybe yeah, it's regional. I'm just like, a buffoon from the yeah, East maybe Coast. it's a regional. They're thing. They're like, oh, we don't let buffoons. Buffoons from the East Coast. From yeah. and, and plus the, yeah. the town. I don't know. You said it's around here too, but the town I was looking in is a very like small, like close knit community. Yeah. Our agent actually said when we first started working with her, she said, "You guys should draft a letter on standby." Yeah, mine's so, on standby. Yeah, you want to borrow? Maybe he's right you want to? You want to borrow mine? You had a heart attack? No, I mean... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I almost did. Oh, you met your wife in Long Lake, New York? I mean... Yeah. 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 yeah Long Lake, Texas. <laughs> Miguel, what's up, man? Wait, maybe they Googled Spot and they thought he was like Dan Bolzerian or something. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't want this party guy. I was looking at like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe they didn't sell it to Spot because they thought if he was walking around the area, there may be an influx of Bigfoot sightings. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was it. They wanted to keep out the riffraff. Let's go to Miguel. Wrap it up, Miguel. No no house for you, my pasty friend. No 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 house for you. you. I have cash money in bank. You are useless. Breathe. Breathe. Rich, you're going against what the late Jay, Jay Thomas used to say in radio, man, you don't buy a house. What do you do? What do you do? He said back then, he said, he used to tell guys there, when you're in radio, you don't, you, don't, you don't buy a house. Oh, when you're in radio. Oh, when you're in radio, yeah. yeah. It's a risky move for sure because, yeah. I mean, we don't even have any clear grasp of what our future looks like right now. Let's just yeah. put it that way. You know, we've been in quarantine for six months. Who knows? Sirius XM, move. ESPN, who knows? Who knows? Right. But you I don't know. think anybody knows the the future anywhere so fingers crossed and if it's not the one it's, it's meant not to the be one. it's yeah. meant if to if be i know not, it's if, cliche but no it's but so if, true. It, if it's if it's not the house like i i really think it it checks off most of the boxes but it's not listen if it was if i looked at him like this is home and i must have it i would be i'd be in a different mindset right now like i think this is the house that if it if it could happen You'd be happy. With I'd be it. happy with it, but would it be your forever home? We don't. You never know. What is a forever home these days? I don't know what that you know? means. But people, I, say I can all end the up time. making millions, or I can end up not making people any money, and that. then I'd have to move. I people always move say, one. "Does it have a mud room?" They always say that. Yeah, what's, what is a mud room? How much money? Yeah, how much money are they fucking charging? It's the mud room rage of 2020. Well, mud room is just where you take off your shoes and hang your coat. But but I, it. I will say it. It's it's our favorite house we've seen. Maybe so far, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go above and beyond for it. Like, I'll give a little above asking, but Sarah, I think Sarah likes it a little more than me, but I do think it's, ama- it's amazing. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, excited. I don't want to say nervous because I don't pass any nervous well, my, energy my, away, my, my but initial... I'm excited for you because that's, like, well, I know that feeling of, oh, man, I hope this goes well, through. What's my initial, my uh... initial feeling is that it's not going to work out. Like, I almost would be surprised if the agent was, like, Oh hey, they're open to her idea. Like I'm assuming I'm gonna get the call saying, eh, the couple's getting divorced, they want to sell their house quick, they're gonna go with the cash guy. That's like I almost feel like that's 
right. automatic. But yep. you know what? There's a listen. There's millions of people that live in this area, which means there's millions of houses, and uh, you'll find one. You'll find one exactly, yeah. and it might be better than yeah. that. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk 103. I feel as though we lived a oddly parallel life to Jessica Alba, other than the fact that she's like a multi-millionaire billionaire. Really? I don't. I don't, think, I don't think you really live oh, a parallel no, I'll life explain. at all. I'll explain. I'll explain oh, once she hops on. I feel like we have lived. I'm not honest no. at all. She has a whole brand about it. <laughs> I don't feel any parallel other than, right. you know. She has the honest brand. Mexican heritage. You, you are not honest. No. What's your brand? <laughs> we both know Danny Trejo. That's one commonality. That's a good one. That's a good one. There is a good one there somewhere. Both we're all parents, right? Yeah. So that is pretty parallel. I'm sure you have a yeah, parallel I have, there. I have, I have a whole theory because she has kids uh, Emmy's age too. All right, so we'll be waiting for her. Yeah. We're looking at it's, her setup. It's very lovely. She has, nice, pl- she has nice plants. She's, She's uh, got a Martha Stewart setup going. She has on. a couple of bouquets. She has a candle burning in the background. It's very serene, actually. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. Very, I'm very calm. I wish Comfy this was pillow. Like, yeah. I'm here in Spot's living room looking at Spot's disgusting feet. Yeah. Uh, but oh, she has oh, a beautiful setup. Oh, oh my goodness. I was, wondering if she, I, wonder, I was wondering if she was just off to the side being like, how long could they stall? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for Definitely that. Definitely like, wait, what, do you, what about Martha Stewart? I love Martha Stewart. Oh, you heard all that? I'm yeah. sorry. Hey, yeah. I was saying, look at that I was setup. Like, Whoa, are you guys like talking smack? No, of course not. No. Are you sleeping? What's going on? Yeah, uh, we're in our jammies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're having a slumber party. <laughs> Basically. You have, you have a beautiful setup. We're at our producer's apartment with uh, just. Like I said, in our jammies. Exactly. I was saying how I feel like we live parallel lives other than the fact that you're like a super successful businesswoman and have millions and billions of dollars because you're roughly a few years younger than us. We started doing our radio show 15 years ago and we were working with Maxim for Maxim Radio, doing all this stuff at oh Maxim God. parties and all these events and we'd bump into you at th- those type of places. We interviewed her with her dad once, I remember. Yeah. In the studio. Her dad came in the studio. Yeah. And fast forward, yes. and we're all parents now, and you look back, and the early to mid-2000s seems like a lifetime ago. You know what? It's really sad that we can say anything was 20 years ago. Right? I actually remember it. Yes. I, I, the other day, oh, the, other day the, the fun fact I dropped was uh, when Kelly Clarkson won American Idol, kids that mm-hmm. were born then can now vote in the election this year. They're 18. Oh, my God. God, that shit was 18 years so ago, Jessica crazy. Alba. Hold on. There's a, a few uh, milestones here, I guess, because we were just talking about Dark Angel. That's yeah. what, 20 years ago now, right? And that just recently, really... you just <laughs> celebrated 10 years of machete. Yeah. Of machete. Yeah. The 10-year anniversary was, oh what, two weeks God. ago? I was shocked by that. I'm like, wait, machete was 10 years ago? That so, was 10 years ago? Yeah, how did I know that and you didn't know that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I put it on my Instagram. I'm I thought you would care. Trying to keep track of time. I know. I mean, I'm just trying to, like, survive over here, guys. Well, same. the, the, the shining <laughs> light through all this, though, is you look fantastic, so... Yeah, I mean, you look, oh, you look better you. than you looked 10, 15 years ago. That makes us all feel good that yeah. that much time hasn't gone by. We're like, she hasn't aged today. This yeah. is fantastic. You guys look fantastic, Thank except you. for that weird, the headgear. Uh, yeah, like, I, can, can gamer I, I, I headgear. I want to take it off. <laughs> okay, much better. Much yeah. better. We, look like, we, look like, we look like old guys pretending to be young gamers. No, we're landing <laughs> yes, uh, airplanes. You guys are... Doing that one. We're doing our best here. Um, well, Jessica, before we get into everything going on in your world, I read that uh, 
You're one of the people that took an RV trip with the family. Are you going to sell us on this or say it was a disaster? What, what, what's the RV trip all about? Wait, hold on. By the way, Rich, I, I'm dying to hear that, but she just took a sip of coffee in the biggest <laughs> the coffee mug biggest I've ever coffee seen. Mug My I've kids! Seen. That is a bowl of coffee. My kids made this, and it's the matcha for breakfast, matcha for lunch, matcha for dinner. I love it. It's beautiful, but it's bigger than your head. It's so big. (laughs) But when I got it, you can't say, like, too big. Oh, no. Return to sender. The kids, like, put their art on this. But I hope that's... So, you know, I'm, like, I'm I'm drinking out of a, a... Freaking bowl. I'm, I'm glad it's matcha and, and not coffee because she'd be bouncing off the walls if she drank all that. So the RV. I mean, trip. there's only this much liquid. Okay. But, okay. You know. Good to know. Okay. Okay. Full disclosure. Um. So road trips. Don't do it. <laughs> That's simple. Not a good Don't thing. Don't do it. Well, every, no. everyone wants to get away. No. Everyone feels cooped up. And you were one of those people Damn. that went, you went forward and said, F it, we're good. We're doing it. We're renting the RV, the family together, and it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Just stay in your yard and pitch a freaking tent. And not that kind of tent. The other kind of tent. <laughs> you said it. You said it. I was going to be in your yard no. tonight looking in the windows. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that sounds like crazy, a uh, crazy time. It's you did just it. not fun when your kids get car sick oh. the second there's any movement. And I have three right. of these people. Right. Three of them. Three rugrats. Two, that are nine, big. and 12. Yeah. Who literally, the second there's any motion, I'm like, how do you guys swing? Like, what? Yeah, right. These fools are just barfing, 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 barfing everywhere. And and the scent, the fragrance doesn't mm. go away. And you're like, I'm 10 minutes into a car ride that's going to last for 15 hours. I like hearing that. No, I like hearing thank you. the stuff you're, you struggle with. So, you have such an awesome life from, from my perspective. You the like fact her that, struggle? Yeah, like, <laughs> the fact that she has to stop every few minutes for pee breaks because her kids are being a pain and yeah. there's crumbs and chips all over the back seat oh, thought of that and chips were the best part that was like <laughs> nothing compared to the vomit oh you had to deal with that too nightmare okay so, so much of it that but goes with we, being a parent. i learned how to drug them with dremamine if you run out of dremamine there's benadryl we learned it all we learned every trick you got to give it to them every four to six hours on the dot you miss the the window good luck game over once one does it, they all. And when you, when you, when you like, for whatever reason, went for about six hours without one of them doing this, when you stop, they will barf on you inside your mouth and your eyes, which is what happened to me. Oh, so that was cool. Oh, that is that pretty cool. Gross. Good times. Good times, guys. <laughs> Jessica Alba, everybody. Hey, oh, my goodness. Jessica, you, you, you have the Martha Stewart looking setup. Every, you, your background on your Zoom is beautiful, but you have three kids. Uh, let's be real a second. I just feel like this Martha Stewart, I love Martha Stewart, but I feel like this reference is really aging you, my friend. It is. It is. Uh, that, what? What? I feel like there must be a be more someone. modern. Who's that, the, oh, that's the reference. That's, that's a, is that something You know, Magnolia Christ- Home. That's just how it works. We still reference it. When you think of the most <laughs> handsome guy, don't you think like Brad Pitt? But Brad, he's, Brad Pitt's an old-ass guy now. What are you going to say? What's oh, the, my gosh. You're right. What's the you're new right. answer? All right. If I said uh, I'm, yeah. the most handsome, you, you can't say your hubby. Uh, give us something else. Who's the answer? The Hollywood answer? I, I mean, Idris Elba for oh, me yeah. okay. is like that. That's where we're at. But I think about- like my kids, it's like a Noah something. Ah. 
like, or some, you know, one of the YouTuber kids. And then I would say for also our generation, a Chris, there's many of them with a jawline <laughs> yes. and a haircut. Right, right. But okay, then who's the modern day Martha Stewart? Would it be- I mean, I really think that like Joanna Gaines. I was, oh, right. I was gonna give yeah. I was gonna give uh, the Property Brothers a shout out and say, who did that set up? The Joanna Property Gaines. Bros. You know, I really they. I like the property. I actually like that show. I used to not like him too. I was like, these guys are douchey. They remind me of him. And oh, I deal with him enough. I deal with Rich enough. I'm like, he's you the third. can be the third. Yes. No, the fourth. They have a third. You know there's a third property oh, You're brother? right. They do. And he's yeah. like some do. weird he's got like rock guy. star hair, his hairdo. But yeah, so yeah, Joanna Gaines is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you yeah. watch those shows like we do and say to yourself, well, I got the money to do that. I, I, can you rent out the, the Gaineses the way J-Lo did? <laughs> Remember she rented oh. him out for like a play date? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But, but you must whoa. see those. Look, for example, what I'm trying to say is we watch those shows. I love Chip and Joanna, right? And I think, oh, someday you watch that and say, yeah, today. I want to do that today right now. Mean, meaning you want to like fix be up, friends fix, with them? Yeah, do you want, or what do you, you want to like make over All a house? Of yes, both. You want to be a creep stalker. Yes. And. Yes. And then use their friendship as a way to get my house redone. I'm equally confused by this line of questioning. Let's move on from that. I I actually love doing makeover show or makeovers in Mm -hmm. in my life. And um, I, I sort of am in the process of doing that to my parents' house. And they are reluctant. They were reluctant, but now I just haven't given them a choice. I made them declutter as well. And I've, I'm in the process of organizing, but I'm literally going to like knock down walls and, and at my parents' house. That's awesome. Dude, so that's a dream I've come watched true. too many makeover shows and I've been in quarantine for way too long. You got to include the mudroom and the open floor concept. That's the big deal. Right? That's all you need is a mudroom, <laughs> shiplap, and an open floor concept. That's it. I actually went to Living Spaces and I bought my mom the Magnolia home set up. Like my mom was like, it's like it's like Joanna's here. My mom's like so excited. She's never had anything like that. And I was like, see mom, it can be decluttered, it can be chill. You don't need all this stuff in this house. Because, like, I don't know, parents, they just love like giant furniture in small spaces. And they love like keeping three shirts from AM PM or 7 Eleven, <laughs> Maxim yes. mugs. Yeah. I mean, my dad has so much Maxim random free stuff um, <laughs> am- amongst every Rams game he ever went to or what have you. So yeah, I, I've been decluttering. Do they uh, do they tr- do they trust you? Even though you're so successful, I feel like your parents are always reluctant of your opinions. I, at least that's how I feel. Like I will give the, the greatest advice or, or, of all time to my parents, yet they yes. will not take it. Not at all. There, my mom was like, "I brought you into this world. I can take you out." Like she still says that to me, and I'm like, "Mom." <laughs> What are you saying? I'm just trying to streamline your life. It's the it's I'm just the, uh, trying to declutter. It's the someone told me once it's the wipe your ass theory. If you've ever wiped someone's ass, you can never truly respect their opinion. Think about it. When you're mm. older, you're gonna be able to. Tra- your, if your kids tell you shit when you're older, you're gonna be like, "What do you know? You're my kid. You vomited on our you road know, trip in my mouth, <laughs> inside of my mouth and my eyes." Um, 
You know what's weird? I actually, I remind my children, like last night, Honor was like, Mom, I would never, because I, 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 I took, the, I did a TikTok. She's, she was disappointed because I was in a bathing suit. I was like laying down in the no bathing. one else was. She was like, it just. She was like, Mom, you just look like a little thirsty. And I was like, No, Honor, this isn't one of those thirst trapping pictures. I was like, I pushed three children out of me. Like I'm allowed to wear a freaking bathing suit on TikTok. Yes, you are. Right? How can you be thirsty yeah, with a on. mug that big? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> hey. With my giant mug. There's no way. Yeah, you could uh, quench the entire family with yeah. that. Thirsty? Not a problem for you. <laughs> Wait a second. I gotta ask you. You know, I'm glad you brought up the TikTok, and now everyone's gonna follow you after hearing the uh, description of this one. Um, you know, I mean, it's 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 disappointing. Well, it's not you it's know not maximum level. You know what's disappointing and not disappointing, I should say, your dance moves and and how you put yourself out there in a way to bond with your kids. I've yet to That's do true. that, and I'm still trying to figure out something we talk about often. Just recently, too, watching the social dilemma on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it. But oh my god, yeah, it's right? crazy. It makes you feel like, oh god, <gasps> what's going on? How do I handle this? I want to know how you balance that with your kid and, and what's your sort of rationale there? Cause I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I have a 10 year old daughter who wants to oh, be out there. Daughter. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, I want her to be uh, aware of what's going on today, but I also want to balance this. What's your mindset right. with that stuff? So what I, I mean, we talk a lot about it actually. Yeah. And I just have said from the very beginning, I'm like, don't think for one second, that one moment of your life, as long as you have that phone in your hand, the iPad or the computer, you are being surveilled. Just know that. So whether you are sending a text, whether you're FaceTiming a friend, there are computers, there are cameras, you are being recorded, you are being surveilled. So that's A. So don't do anything you're going to regret or that you don't want me to see. B, tell on yourself. I'm like, if you tell, tell on yourself and I don't find out through said other avenue of of learning about your behavior that may be questionable, I can't get you in trouble. I just won't. So tell on yourself. But if I hear about it from someone else, then I, then you're not going to be very happy with what happens to you because I'm now going to enforce what I think is your punishment. Right. And third, and the third thing is you there's like thirst trappers and there's desperation and there's all of these things. And when you see these people online doing the most, you're like, it just looks like they are trying to get attention because they're not happy inside. And you can tell. And like, we talk about it. I'm like, like that, like she's doing the most. And, you know, obviously Maybe someone's not telling her at home that she's good enough or she doesn't feel pretty right. or what have you. So she's trying to do all of that. And I'm like, that is, you know, sexual. And then they're always like, don't use that word. Like, it's so cringy when you use that word. And I'm like, well, that is what that is. So if that makes you uncomfortable, then just know, then don't do that. Don't do that one. Cause that is what that means. And that. if you're not ready for that, then don't do it. Great advice and, from Jessica Alba. And so, like, those are the things that I try. And also the gaming. I'm like, yo, people pretend like they are kids, but they're adults. 
and they're trying to creep on you and there's location that you can have on the games and people can find out where you live. Yeah, so that's, that's great why advice. they can't go on those as, as well. Uh, all day, my daughter's like, Dad, would you be mad if I did this? I'm like, yes. Dad, would you be mad yes. if I wore that? Yes. No, you yes. can't. And it's such a struggle all the time because these kids want to do those dance moves, and you're so great at it. I'm like, yo, I didn't really know that side of you. You know, I just It was cool to see that side of you, and you're so good at it. So my question was, if that was available and accessible when you were their age, when you were your kid's age, uh, mm-hmm. how would you have done it, handled it? And you think you would have made it through that platform, that, through that medium? You know, I think that, I have to say, what I do like about TikTok, say, is it's teaching them about, like, <laughs> their editors, their directors, right. you know? And it's also, like, a community of um it's a competition, right? Creative too, yeah. And so it's more it's very creative and so it's more like that. I think you just have to know the difference between that and then when you see the like hateful stuff or the mean stuff or the over um sexual stuff. So it's just about Stop like saying that word. That I word. know. Stop saying that word. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just I think it's just knowing what's age appropriate and then I definitely troll my kids and I get on their the device and I unfollow all the people that I think aren't doing content that they should be seeing. Oh, okay. Like so, that. and then I also say like when you go through the for you page, whether it's on they're not on Instagram, but whether it's on Instagram or whatever, I'm like there's algorithms that are going to feed you bad stuff. So just so you know, and I was like, and once you see something, your brain is poisoned forever. And they're always like, mom, you're always trying to scare us. And I was like, I was terrified growing up. I watched America's Most Wanted. Like <laughs> yeah. I literally grew up thinking that I was going to be kidnapped, raped, killed, skinned. Like ev- someone was going to come into my house, go into my room and do all the things to me. And I was like, I want you to be terrified. And we had unsolved mysteries. Unsolved Unsolved mysteries. mysteries The song alone scared the shit out of me. Unsolved mysteries. All of them. (laughs) All of them. I was like, we're getting, they're getting us. And like the kids are walking around so oblivious, like untouchable with just like their phones and then doing these like weird dances. I'm like, that's not life. That's not life kids. Have you, have your kids pulled out the, Mom, it wasn't that long ago that you were like a sex symbol on magazines. Oh, yeah. Have you got that yet? No, because like they didn't know I was an actress until they were in school. Like Honor, I think in first grade or something, she came home and she was furious and she was like, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you're famous. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and she was like, Mom, it's so awkward. Someone brought a magazine with your face on it to school. And I was, she was like, and I was like, I didn't know what to even say. She was so upset. Yeah, that's a big secret. That's a pretty big secret. That's, that's crazy. But then again, what, then, but, what then. am I going to say? They, I started the Honest Company, right? So like they uh, came right. to my office with me. So they only really know me as a business person. Right, right. They don't know me as an actress. Right. Which, by the way, is crazy to think that you've had two two careers that are abnormally successful. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, the Honest Brand has probably made you a ton of, like, more money, I'd imagine, no? 
Like that that's a global brand. Um over a billion in sales. Uh, yeah. I, no, billion. no, I mean no, it's uh, financially I have to say that I grew up with absolutely like nothing. Like mm-hmm. we live paycheck to paycheck. So as an actress, I always thought of um, like, how can I make sure that I never get in a financial situation where I have to live paycheck to paycheck? Gotcha. So I always saved my money as an actress and I usually made financial decisions, not going to lie. And I lived under my means. I never lived you know, I was never trying to be a baller. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I always was pretty conservative. Um, and so I think, you know, just having those type of spending habits and that's just the way I worked. Um, like I was never into credit cards. Um, <laughs> I had Amex, to, you know, because I knew I had to pay it off every mm-hmm. month. And so I had to sort of like teach myself um, how to sort of like operate in the world in that way with really no guidance. I had to learn as I was going. So I would say with honest, the success for me is, is I really have felt like I found my purpose and it's like, how can, how can I take this thing where I am like, essentially I'm given a platform. Sure. I live in a fishbowl, but that's fine. It's, it's, you know, not the worst. It definitely could be worse. And, um, and so I'm blessed to be in this situation. How can I take this and turn it into a real purpose and passion. Um, and that is really what, how I feel and, and what my connection is to honest. So that's, you know, yeah. trying to make, give people an option to live a happy, healthy life. I love it. Um, and, uh, and so, but the valuations that people put on the company and all of that, like, I guess I just don't really, I'm not really connected to that. What's uh? That makes any sense. I mean, I, I have a three-year-old and a seven-month-old, so I mean, I'm seeing, I'm, I see honest oh. every every minute of my life. I feel like I see an honest product. He has a dirty diaper in his pocket as we speak. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> in the midst of the dad life. So our new Halloween diapers and fall diapers, because they're always limited edition, they're really cute. I'll, I'll, I'll check about that. Yeah. So do they come in men's sizes? <laughs> what? What do you? We uh, should do adult diapers. <laughs> adult diapers. Why I, not? We should. Hey, what? What, now, what do you take more pride in, Jessica? Do you take more pride in seeing a family? Let's say you happen to see a family using your products, or do you take more pride mm-hmm. in someone saying, "I loved you in blank uh, machete" or so? Do you take more pride in which one? You know, I've always been really uncomfortable with. Uh, probably the celebrity aspect of being an actress. Um, I really became an actress because I wanted to be somebody else. And so, um, you know, for me, it's like, I think it's cool that like they enjoyed being entertained, you know, um, by the movie and the character or what have you. Um, But it always makes me kind of shy and like, you know, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not uh, as comfortable maybe with that. I'm probably a little bit more of an introvert, weirdly enough. Um, and and I and definitely when I see people using honest or talking to me about honest at all, that's I like it it's um it feels really good in my heart. So yeah. It warms the soul, that's for sure. I wanted to know, by the way, Jessica Alba here on the Cavino and Rich Show, Nancy McKenna, she gets to Play her on LA's finest. Uh, you're an executive producer there. You're, you're the boss at Honest. How, how, do, how are you as a boss, and how do you feel? Yeah, you, are a you a mean boss? Yeah. What kind of boss are you? 
You ever have I to fire what? anybody? You ever fire anybody? You're fired. No, no, no. I'm not that person. No, <laughs> not at all. I'm more of like, let's talk, let's, let's talk through things. Let's figure out, you know, the best solution here. How can, how can uh, I help you or how can we work in an environment where everyone feels good about showing up every day? I'm more of that kind of vibe. I do um, love uh, discussions. I love to tackle challenges. I like to roll my sleeves up. So I'm, I'm more of that. I'll get in the weeds, right? Um, and I would say that like what's cool about LA's Finest and being a producer is I had already built Honest, right, in this culture and community that um, really my company stands for equality, transparency. You know, our employees really feel empowered. They have a voice. They're treated fairly. And we even have a hiring process <laughs> in place and a professional development curriculum so that more women and more people of color actually have opportunities to be leaders in our corporate structure. So that is kind of unprecedented, frankly, for um, for my business or for any business, right? Because it's usually middle-aged white men. Um, and so uh, being able to create that type of environment to me was like awesome. Um, and obviously it's not me alone. It's definitely surrounding myself with people who are much smarter and better at that right. than me. Um, and, and then, you know, on top of that, being able to also support people who want to be parents. Cause I feel like that's often the thing that they, you feel like you have to compromise. It's like, don't have a personal life, only be career driven, only be career focused. So taking all of that and then applying it to LA's finest. When I joined LA's finest, I was breastfeeding my third kid. I told Jerry Bruckheimer, I was like, look, I got a business. I'm the chairperson of the board. I got to go to those board meetings and I'm involved in a lot of, you know, honest still in, in our day to day. So I have to still do that. And I have a child that every two to three hours, I'm either going to have to pump or feed him. <laughs> and so I'm sure you don't want me to be in an action show where I know you guys have long days and all of that. And we're going to stop for me to feed my kid. And he was like, don't worry about it. We want you. And then Gab Union was like, don't worry about it. We got you. We want you regardless, not in spite of, but because of everything that makes you you. And I was like, Okay. And then, and then as I joined and we were just talking about the types of environment that we wanted, you know, Gab really was like, how can we, and we together were like, how can we make more opportunities for brown and black folks, for women, where you don't get opportunities behind the camera, where you don't get to be the leads of an action genre, frankly, um, and so we did blind submissions for our scripts and. 90% of the, the people that we hired were women um, just because it was blind subs uh, submissions and it was like just the best. Right. Um, and then instead of just it ending there, we then mentored. So if your script got chosen, these young women got the opportunity to executive produce their show. And we had our showrunners um, 
really like shadow them and guide them and teach them how to be a showrunner, how to executive produce a show that's like a, a, this profile with this type of budget and all of that. So um, the only way I think you really kind of can break the paradigm or um, pave the way is by actually doing it, putting your money where your mouth is and and creating a real process where that can happen. So I've, I've been pretty proud that I could do that with both Honest and with Elias Finest. Congratulations. Yeah. Monday, September 21st, 8 p.m. on Fox. Season 2 premieres. Uh, LA's Finest, Jessica Alba. Jessica, I got one last question before we let you go. I know you got a busy day. Um, I saw that you threw your kid a Mulan-themed birthday party. Yeah. My wife loves Mulan. Kavino's girlfriend loves Mulan. Yes. It skipped. It must have skipped like a bunch of uh, like a generation of guys. Like, did you love Mulan? Is that is that one of your favorites? Yeah, I mean, she's so kick ass. She's like the the kick ass princess. Did you is the is the real one? Uh, is the new one as good the as the cartoon? Action. Is the live action as good as the cartoon? The cartoon, the animated one, definitely has more humor, right? And so this one's a hundred percent more serious, right? Mm-hmm. So there, it's it's different, but like honor and hate, it's very empowering. I mean, it's a woman who's like kicking ass and taking names. Like, yes, she gave her the more of the, more of that, please, more of that. No. Well, we appreciate you being here um, again. Uh, the show Monday. What what was the date again? Monday, uh, September twenty first, eight p.m. on Fox. Fox. LA's finest, Jessica. Alba. Are you guys in New York? We're in L.A. now. We're based out of New York. Oh, we you're in, in L.A. LA? Yeah, yeah, we're Valley Where Boys. Where are we hanging out? We, we should do a social distance. Uh, we are. We are out here. Cocktail or something. We are out here. Any day, we have no any, friends. I, we have no friends out here. So you'll be our only. You'll be our only friend. Well, we're in the <laughs> yeah. Valley. I'm in Sherman Oaks and and uh, in Sino. Yeah. Oh, you're right over the hill. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Jessica. it's great. Uh, uh, after this, uh, I'll give me your address and I'll send you guys some goodie packages too. Oh, would love that. Hey, after this, you know who we're talking to. One of your old oh. co-stars, Dane Cook, is going to be on our show right after you. Oh, my God. Tell yeah. him what's up. I will. Uh, have yeah. you seen him since the movie you filmed with him? Is it, was it one of those, like, we did a I, movie together and, like, hey, nice knowing you? <laughs> kind of. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> hey, be honest. Why? No, I'm just kidding. You, you offered to hang with us. You didn't hang with him. Say, I like that. I uh, do like that. Jessica, thank you so much. Thank we'll, you. We'll see you soon. All right. Continued success. Bye, guys. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Cutmaster Tommy News? Yeah, there's. Well, no, I mean, it's not like, hey, guess what my brother did this time. That's how the story starts. I got a text message, actually, from my buddy Gus. Remember, Tommy works for Gus. Yeah. He's like, yo, look at this letter I got from a client, third biggest client about your brother. So I was like, oh. But I actually put it off. I'm like, I'm not reading this now because I don't want to. Oh, by the way, is that something other people do as well? What? What you just said. I just let's let's dive into that phenomenon for at least thirty seconds. Yeah. You're waiting or expecting a really important email or message and you see it pop up on your phone, but you're like, All right, I'm not ready to read it at this second. I do that with responding. So yeah, if I could avoid reading it, I will because I know I want to take my time to read and respond. It's about the response, not absorbing the information. If, I don't know. You're you're waiting for a response from a realtor, your boss, uh, a client, and you know that they're answering you with like a real How about answer. 
Taxes? Your tax returns? Oh, I'm like, that's a oh, good one. fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to open this later because I don't want to fuck with my mood. <laughs> am, I getting a t- am I getting a return or do I need to pay? Yeah. When, you get, when you get the email and you're like, oh, I got the email. Like, to be honest, you'll feel that way when, in, at our job at least, when we get our contract offer. Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, oh, should uh, I open this now or later? A tax refund or owing. Uh, your client is giving you the yes or no if you're moving forward, and you're like, oh, I got the message, and we I just have. To- a, can we have a contract reveal and light uh, half of California on fire? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I know, yeah. Start one. But I feel like I'm I thought I, I thought I was the only one that Count looked at, that looked at my phone and put it down. I'm like, oh, I, I don't. I, you know, I'll read a minute. Let me go get a drink. Let me go to the bill. Let me take a waz. Like I, I'll get a message, and not want to read it right away, because I'm not ready or something. No, I'm not like that. I, I do it. the same thing. I want it now. Like, if you ask your boss something, like, hey, is it cool if we do this? Or, hey, what do you think about this? Or, like, when, we, when Sarah and I like were putting I text, the... When, like, when, when I text Kristen, can we try anal tonight? Jesus. And God. she immediately writes back, and you're like, oh, I don't want to look at the I answer I don't want to look at the answer yet. I'll just find out later. No? It's like you got to peel the <laughs> Band-Aid off. Am I the only one that does that? For the result? You put an offer in on a house, and the realtor gets back to you, and you're like, oh, they responded. Oh, all right, do, all right let's look at it. Yeah, I put a lot of important things off like that the only one. To, until I feel like ready, ready and impulsive. So your best buddy says, your be, your, one of your best childhood friends who employs your brother said, yeah. one of my biggest clients wrote this about your brother. Yeah, he got an email. And you're oh like, oh, God. no, I'm not ready to read this. Knowing you know, what he's capable of, I'm like, oh, this is not good. Well, understand. if you're new to the show, the last time we heard about your brother at work, he, on a group message with all the employees, including the women, Asked, what's a good car I could get that would be an ass magnet? Ass machine. Oh, I'm sorry, an ass machine. Ass machine. That's so, good on gas, but is an ass machine. Yeah, so your brother... And uh, offended yeah. the uh, like the Karen of the office. Um, he got an email and says, hey, I don't know if this matters or not, but I've been getting rave reviews about this appraiser, see attached, Tom Cavino. <gasps> what? A bunch of my realtors had great things to say. And now this... Refi client is thrilled and likes him a lot. Please make sure he stays on my list and we never lose him. I've never had more good things said about one appraiser. I'm very impressed. So wow, Gus so, is like, yo, your brother's really killing it. And you know what? Isn't his Spots stupid? Brother, isn't his stupid charm? Is that really yeah, like doing? It has to be because gotta, even Spots brother said, dude, he's really good at what he does. So yeah, he's a bozo in life, but I'm I'm proud of him because. It's something I've always lived by and I've always said and maybe somehow got through to him. It's gotten through to my siblings. My dad said the one thing I have done right is I've been a great example you know for my siblings and family as far as work ethic and things like that. And I've always said whatever you do just do it your best and be the best at it. Even if you're working at McDonald's, be the best one and you'll be making money, right? Have pride in your work. So my buddy Gus said, yeah, it's from the third largest client. It's really huge for the company. It's great to know. He's doing great. And he's a great guy. Super appreciative. And Gus said he's really proud of him. And I got all that information today, and my brother's sort of stoked about it. I just saw that my brother shared the same email to my family. Um, yo, I'm, like, I'm, really? not a, I'm not a fan yo, of you. See, yo? You see? Yeah, you know what it is, though? I'm, like, respected, yo. I, I think what it comes down to is... Listen, your brother. Your brother could be a doofus at times and all that. 
when you're when you're just like a fun guy to be around or a fun woman to be around, people yeah. just want to people want to deal serious. with you. People want to deal with you when they want to be around you. It's the number one thing. Spot when we hire interns or producers, the number one thing I always say is, is this a person you want to deal with? Like, do you want to be around them? Do you want to spend time with them and hang with them? Do you want to communicate with them? And your brother. Walla Doofus is a guy that you want to communicate oh, with. Apparently, he's taking realtors out on like lunch dates and things like that. Are I they, didn't know. Are they female? Um, uh, he didn't like lead the conversation <laughs> with only, penis. So. I only take out the bitches, yo. I don't know. So you know, he was like, "Yeah, man, I've been doing this and that." And my sister's like, "Who'd you pay to write that?" But everyone's proud of him. Now, <laughs> as of yesterday, my brother hit up. His siblings, there's five of us, mm-hmm. and he was all about, like, what should I do, yo? I'm thinking about moving out the house. <gasps> now, he's 27, for those of you who don't know. He lives with my parents, but lives downstairs. I was in the same exact boat or basement at 27 yeah. when I bought my home and I moved out. You don't need to use officially. boat because it was the same exact basement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same exact basement. Oh, it's been redone since, right? Yeah, it's, it's totally different. Yeah. It's way doper now. Uh, but I had it done real nice. Like, you know, I had my own spin on it. I'm way more meticulous. I'm ridiculous about being meticulous. My brother's not like that. But my parents redid everything, so it's way nicer. Uh, so he has the hole downstairs, and it's really nice. So he has his privacy, but he does have to deal with my parents. Like, he's like, I'm done sneaking bitches out the house, yo. Five years ago, it was okay, but now it just makes me sad. You know, because my mom, like, my mom, you know, she runs out the house and then yells at him, like the girls. Get out of here, you floozies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, what? what? This is Uh, a brothel. brothel. Oh, my God. By by the way, why are you going to embarrass me, Mom? By the way, imagine how sad it must feel to be a 20-year-old Jersey girl that Tommy just banged, and your mom's like, get out of here, you floozy. Yeah, my brother's like, I'm done with that, yo. Humiliating. I'm making bank. Right, so he's sort of yo. I'm trying to get that wop, yo. Yeah, he's like, yo, I got the dop because of mom, dry ass peen. <laughs> right, so he, my mom is you know in the way of that sort <laughs> of scene, and yeah, and he's making money now. Mom's a wop block. <laughs> so yeah, you dumbass. So you know he hits us up, and I'm like, hey man, I get it. It's a tough decision. My brother has this thought that. Yeah, I really think that I keep mom and dad young, yo. And if I move out, they're going to rapidly age. And I'm like, dude, don't worry about that. You got to do for you, man. You know? And then we've all seen people that stayed home their whole life, and you don't want to go down that path of life. Yeah. Right? So he wants to avoid that at all costs. So as of yesterday, you know, we gave him advice. I gave him all the big brotherly advice I could give him, and so did my sister's. I was like, look, you got to save your money. I was like, why not maybe another year of saving your money if you're trying you're to buy You're encouraging him to live at home still? I'm giving him every option because he was like, what do you think? 1600 a month split three ways. Uh, so what? It's like 4800 or something like that? How much is that? 1600 times three. 4800 So it's a $4,800 place in Jersey City. But he's Sweet. living with two other dudes. Are they friends of him? Yeah. Or like yeah. strangers? Okay. Uh, you know, his buds. A really swanky place. You want to see it? I do. It's, I'm sure you. it's right where I used to live on the water. 
Yeah, it's, I'll find it. But yeah, it's because nice forty eight hundred, it better be swank. Yeah. Well, if it's forty eight hundred, it's I probably Jersey. It's, it's probably right near the Path Train, which goes to the city, Manhattan. But he doesn't does he work want, in Manhattan, does he? No, no. But what I'm saying is, his social circle. But then again, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's like, do, does it does it pay to live in this swank, cool place? Ooh, swank. Yeah, it's a big ass pool that he ain't gonna be able to swim in because of COVID and the winter. But right, let's see what this is. You know, I'm not trying to fire him down. It's a beautiful place. Really, really nice place. So it's that coming of age thing that we often discuss here on the show. There's a part of me that feels a little sad. Although I want to see my brother succeed and do well, it's nice to visit my parents and know my brother's going to be down there in the basement and we can all hang out and uh, eat pizza. You know, this uh, is swamp. Yeah, it's a really nice place. It's I know where this nice, is, but so. it's also expensive. That's the other thing. You know, my brother doesn't know what it's like to pay for things truthfully so i'm like well the reason i even suggested it is because i don't know what he has saved so my real recommendation wasn't to stay home it was like well do you have a cushion do you have things saved save your money because you know i don't think you know this place has a game room a movie room this is like oh it's really you know your your brother's going from living in mom and dad's house yeah, it's a super swank. To, super uh, swank gets expensive. But super swank, he's living in a place that looks like uh, yeah, where, Nick, where Nick Cage lived in we're, Family we're, Man. Yeah, but we're talking a dude who's never paid any bill aside from maybe his cell phone bill ever. You can't handle that. Right? So, you know, it's going zero to 60 pretty quickly. And I don't want to discourage. I want to encourage. So I just, you know, gave him all the brotherly advice. Like, yo, man, make sure you have a cushion. Make he's sure a, you blank. He's you a know. Manhattan city skyline view. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, What's the worst that could happen, Camino? He signs a lease. Nothing's permanent. That's how that's how you gotta look at it, right? Yeah, but he my brother thinks in in gross profit. He's like, yeah, but I'm making blank a month. And I'm like, yeah, but dude, you're not counting taxes. You're not counting car payments. You're not counting insurance. Like he he does, he likes yeah. to speak in general terms of I'm a, of of, it's uh, like, it's, of, it's, of 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 again. Yeah. It's like that gross buddy, profit. It, yeah, he never it, counts taxes cuz he works in appraisals and sales and things like we that. We have I have everyone has that friend that's like, "Yeah, man, I just had like a $25,000 commission." And it's like, "Well, now that, yeah, you have you haven't paid taxes on that. Um you haven't paid for health insurance, you haven't paid for your uh, like people that are freelancers or independent contractors that make those type of non-tax, yeah. great one. Health yeah. insurance. I don't think he pays for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, he might. I don't know. He's over twenty-six, so I don't know how that's working but, out. But the point is, health if, insurance, car insurance, car payments, uh, bills. He's never had to pay. But right? my, my advice, my advice so to if he can budget, then he's fine. But my okay. advice to your brother is, if he's making bank the way you're saying, mm-hmm. and it's only sixteen hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. think about that. It's only sixteen hundred dollars a month. And he's living in a sweet place, and he's making a lot of money from what you say. Worst case scenario, he signs a year lease with his buddies. If after a year he's like, I'm a dummy, and I can't balance my car payment, my rent, my phone, and everything, in a year from now, we'll know, we'll know if it, as a collective, meaning you, me, Spot, your family, everyone will know, including your brother, if he is a bozo or not. Because one year, if he's making... Significant money. If you're saying this guy's making easily over six figures, making nice money, like uh, living in the big big city now, doing his thing, if he can't afford $1,600, then he's budgeting all poorly. He made some comment about how, yo, I'm lonely, yo. I got no coworkers, got no girlfriend. This might be good for my social circle, yo. You know, I don't meet yeah. any bitches, so, you know, this would be dope. Yeah, but think, so, about, think about that. $1,600 is peanuts for that area when i was 
Well, it's not when even I was about 20, that. I'm spot- just giving them the advice of have a cushion. You know, not for the pushing, for your savings. But make when sure I, you got enough before you go out there. You gotta got you gotta buy furniture. You guys don't have shit. You don't have a fucking measuring cup. You have nothing. So he has to buy all that shit. He could so go to he could go to IKEA. Yeah, does he know he, he's gonna have to shop for yeah, food yeah, every day? He's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna have to, to shop to, for food. He's never done laundry. Right. These are all things he has to know. I'm not saying these are things that should deter him from moving well, forward. That's what these are when, things he has to know. You know, and then he has to live with two other people that he's never done with it done ever before. That's what happens when you don't go away to college or don't move out right, when you're those, 18. Those are a when, bit of a when, reality when, checks. When you're 18, 19 years old, if you don't move out on your own or go away to college, you have to somehow learn these skills, and he's learning them 10 years later. But keep in mind, it's about 20 years ago. That's how long it's been, 20 years ago, the year 2000. 2001 is when I moved out of my family's house after college for the first time. I split an apartment with someone in that same area. I'm splitting cheeks in my new apartment. And it was a deal for me back then for, we're talking early 2000s. My rent was, we split it and my portion was 1200 And that was very manageable when I was a young man 20 years ago. Your brother, three guys splitting 4800 That's designed, those places that your brother's talking about. They may hate him in the building because you're talking about a place that's probably designed for like a couple that's doing really well. It's designed for bitches, yo. You follow? Yeah, of course. If this is like a, if this is a Swank Towers overlooking the Hudson River, Swank, Swank Towers. Towers assumes the three-bedroom is successful husband and wife and the third bedroom is an office. They're not expecting three dudes to be like, yo, we're rolling up, yo. Yeah. 16 hundo each. Well, so make sure that's okay. They already they can't. Know well, what I'm saying? The they, 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 already, can't. they already put the application in okay. and the down payment. Right. So, you know, I think there's a weird thing of my parents were so sick of him anyway. You know, again, this is my impression. Like, you know, and they they want him to move forward, but now that the realities come, I think they're sort of sad that he's leaving. Yeah. So, it's and like, and so am I. Yeah. And it's a coming of age when the baby brother, right? Yep. It's probably how your family felt, Spot. When you moved out, you were the baby of the family. When you see the baby of the family, who's not a baby at all, he's a big idiot, um, up and out, it's like, wow, so mom and dad are just alone now? You know, I'm like, well, you could just visit, Tom. You know, you're there. He's like, yeah, it's not like I moved across the country, you. Or like across the other side of the world, like my other sister, who's in Germany. You know, so it's just the feeling of, yeah, it's time for him to go, and he stress. He just brings unnecessary stress to my parents anyway. I mean, um, Eric in Atlanta hits it, but it's sad by, at the same time. Eric in Atlanta hits it best by just saying, "Like, listen, your brother came into his own, has a good job, clearly making a good impression at work. He's in his late twenties. It's about time, man. He's he's becoming a man. I That's mean, it, it has to happen eventually. Exactly. What, what is he going to do? Wait till he's thirty to move out? Thirty five? Come on, give me he'll a break. Quickly learn. About responsibility. About responsibility. And oh, yeah. If you when, wanna, he, when he opens that fridge and all that's in there is a, a bottle of mustard. If you want an answer. He's going to know how to go to the store. If you want an answer on furnishing. Now, it's clearly not the best quality of stuff, but I will say. I bought a scorpion chair, yo, for my gaming. How much was it, Tommy? Five grand? Four thousand dollars, I'm yo. making bank, yo. But I paid five. Why would you do that? Because I, I got, because I got bank. I got bank, yo. Yeah, but Tommy, like, you didn't account for taxes. Who, who cares, yo? Who cares, Uncle yo? Sam, Uncle I'll, Sam could suck. <laughs> taxes. Um, but it's not the most quality of stuff. But I will absolutely give a thumbs up endorsement to if you're a young person, or I'm even doing this with my mother because my mother, it looks as though 
she is going to move to Texas. That's yes. where, that's where we're at. Looks yes. like, it looks like it looks like Marianne's going to take the bait. Finally, and, Marianne. And Finally. she gets a closing date on her short sale soon enough, and then it looks like the month of November she'll be moving to Texas, and she'll be living in the house that Sarah and I have down there. Now, I told my mom, "What do you want to bring with you?" Because other than I'm not trying to shift away from Tudmaster Tommy, but it, it applies. My it applies, cabinet. It, it applies to my mom and your brother. Two people just moving out and taking new chances. Old people have China cabinets. I said to my mom, "I go, mom, what do you want to take with you?" My cowboy hat. And I said, "Mom, other than sentimental things like I don't know, old Christmas ornaments or like pictures photos or photos and, and frames," and I was like, "Other than that." But keep in mind, old people have a lifetime of that. I know, but I said, "Get," a I lifetime. said, "Get buckets, bins. We'll ship them, whatever." But my mom's like, but what about my dining room table? And I'm like, do you really need your dining room table? It, but but I'm saying no, it's not doesn't. like it's not. It's a from Ethan Allen. No, but it's not okay, a. It, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not like passed down generations. It's like, mom, it's a fucking dining room table you bought Stone 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, you bought it 20 years ago. Like, at, like Ashley Furniture probably. Like my family actually has a dining room table that was passed down from generations. That's something that has value. That's something that, that has value not only personally but actual value. My yeah. mom will say something like, but what about my china closet? I'm like, China. China closet? What? Because it has like random plates in it? Like this big hunk but of furniture? But my china. China for what? Some fucking Hulk Hogan like plastic plates from Rich's childhood. Yeah. That's something I'd say to keep. <laughs> Honestly, no, it could be worth sure money. you bring my no, but, uh, Honky Tonk Man character. But I told my mom, I said, Mom, if you really wanted to make life easy, you could go to Ikea once you get to Texas. Or this is where anyone can move. Go to Ikea. Plates are like a, like glass yeah. plates are a dollar. Spatula, can opener. That home Yo, goods section the, or whatever. The, that is the biggest steal of all time. Fantastic. I'm going to be doing can openers in my sweet pool, yo. Cannonball or canoper? <laughs> Even in the winter, Tommy? It's going to be the winter. Where are you going to swim? We're going to have like bitch fest. Like, it's going to be the like winter. A heated, you'll like, see. Like a party. Snow dude. bunnies, bro. Spot, you can back me up on that. Ikea is fantastic. Yeah. People think of it as like put together furniture, which it is. And, you know, it's like Hemnes, college. bro. It's Hemnes. like, it's like college. It's, Hemnes. 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 It's, this uh, house is built by Hemnes. It's post-college furniture. That's the reality. And it's yeah. apartment living furniture that you put together yourself. But that whole section of... Plates, cups, glasses, forks, Great. knives, Hell, spatula, even, even can the, opener, pizza slicer, uh, cucumbers, uh, penis slicer. Wine, okay. Wine glasses, cutting boards. Dude, they're, it's uh, like they're like a dollar baskets, each. Baskets. You could uh, furnish a whole bowls. kitchen spot. Would you say it's fair to say? Yes. For like two or three hundred dollars, you could do your whole kitchen. Yeah, and it's. It, people think it's cheap. Yeah, and yes, there is cheap stuff. Who cares? No, no. They're actually, if you look properly, just like with their furniture, if you look for the right stuff, that's why we always joke about Hemnes. Hemnes actually does have some stability and quality and it to it. it looks good. And it looks okay. Like, there, some of their other shit does have that cheap right. particle board you wood feel right to it. You the stuff. But, like, their yeah. kitchen stuff, there's so much cheap, okay level stuff that you wouldn't know you wouldn't unless know. you flipped over. You know what else is a good, a good brand, too, if you want to do this? Even on Ikea. Amazon Basics. I stayed at a, a Airbnb cabin recently. I'm like, oh, these plates are nice. I flipped it over. It said Amazon Basics on the bottom. Those are That's another cheap brand. Spot, you're fucking nailing it because people think moves and changes cost a lot of money. I well, mean, it adds up. But, but I'm this saying is something your mom's probably going through too, Rich. Like, I'm reading my brother's feedback. He goes, there's a scene, a young scene of 
A young scene full of bitches that I need to experience. Okay. All right, that part doesn't That's not what my mom's going through. No, no. But, but he goes, but I got mean anxiety with the thought of leaving here, though. My mom yeah. is scared shitless. She finally said it. I was like, why are you... What are you? Why are you pretending? She goes, "All right, well, maybe I am really scared." I'm like, "Well, that's fair. That's normal." Yeah, Does I your mom feel like this? He goes, "Dad doesn't think I should leave. I, I think know. low key he doesn't want me to go. I'm like his only friend. You. I don't think that's the case at all. It's only Meanwhile, my dad's like, "Man, I'm so sick of your brother put this bullshit." I don't think Fuck that's the here. case at all. You know, know what my dad says, yeah. too? He's like, out of sight, out of mind. And you know what I think? I'm like, well, what the fuck does he think about me? <laughs> I haven't seen him in eight months. I mean, uh, I think he's, he'll be happy to not have Tommy be a drain on the resources anymore. Right, right. Well, no, I don't think they need the stress of, like, um, my dad always picking up and, and hiding things from my mom. You know what I mean? My dad covers my brother all the time. I, yeah. On, on the tip of moving, though, I forget. When we moved out here to L.A., I feel like we moved for on the cheap. I know SiriusXM gave us a slight little budget yeah, to move out here. We found a comp- moving company that did cross-country moves that was like two grand. And we, all like, used, we all used the same company. Yeah, it was like absurdly inexpensive. I'm trying to figure out like, because my, my mom, I told her, I was like, are you out of your mind? I was like, you're not moving your mattress. You buy a new mattress. Yeah. It's like you could buy a cheap new mattress. You could buy like anything big. You're getting new. It's, it costs probably more money to ship certain things than actually yeah. buy them new. We And you know me. I have a lot of stuff, but we streamlined so much. Like, we got rid of all our furniture. We sold it off. Yeah, but if she's shipping stuff, right, which she's going to have to ship. Some things. So maybe, you know, keeping a mattress is the best option because then she just has to buy another one. So if they're already shipping Honestly, stuff. Honestly, get her one of those, like. Yeah. Casper mattresses. I mean, you, uh, yeah, but she's thinking, well, I got to pay for well, that. Are you, you buying her a Casper mattress? I'll buy her a Casper Well, then, mattress. you know, those are things you got to discuss. Number? She doesn't deserve that yet. Yeah, but those, <laughs> yeah, hey, those mattresses yeah, that come ready. in a box, she's those not, are great. She's not ready for that yet. I got a Casper mattress. Uh, my daughter has one. It's fantastic. Sleepingover.com slash Kavita. All right. So, yeah, man, some, some life changes. They're always full of anxiety. They're always full of, remember the end of Goodwill Hunting spot? Where, like, you want the person to say, stay. But you know it's better for them to move on and spread their wings. Yeah, like yeah, I, I want my brother to be there with my parents. I I, I like that. It's like you hope, you know. But I want my brother to also experience life and be a man and and live his own life. Like my brother's gonna be living the scene. That's pretty dope. I'm happy for him. You're but I'm also sad that he won't be there all the time when I'm visiting. Yeah, your greatest your greatest hope is that you go back to visit your parents after the run is over. And you walk into that basement and you look around and you don't see Tommy. Right, right, right. What is? But what Pull is up your? That last scene. Can you follow the last? Yeah. Is, it, is it good? Is it poignant to this or not? What, what is? I have a question though. Yeah. But I also think it'll be good for his relationship with my parents. So when he does come on the weekends, I'm 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 sure he's like free food, yo, or he'll dump well, my laundry. His your brother's laundry not going to go there on the weekends. I think he will, like Sunday it, afternoons it, and Saturday. Yeah, maybe a sub. But I'm saying, if your brother's living the life, no, nah, in the was, cool part of town. You think his weekends when he's working a week on the weekends, you'd yeah, be like, let me go to, let me drive family, to Union. That's how my family works. If I was home, I would be at my parents' house on the weekends for sure. At least a few times a In weekend. your 20s? In my fucking 40s. Yeah. No, no. 20s, 30s, 40s. If I did but it I'm saying, life. if your brother. I did it my If whole your brother's life. living with buddies. Family. I like on, family. On the Hudson River in a social circle. Yeah. You yeah, think he's going to be like, yo, sorry, guys. I can't go out Saturday night. Sunday morning, I'm going to my mom's for pancakes. Why would that prevent him from going out yeah he yeah i think so and i'm like you know you, when you go there for pancakes sunday morning um you clearly haven't had my mom's pancakes 
she's got them cakes. She's got them cakes. Um, flapjacks. Yeah, you dumbass. You might have a better appreciation and get along more. Mom will, will actually be happy to see you as opposed to, ugh, you know, what bitch is he sneaking out the what side door right what now? What happens now, though? Let me, uh, let me follow it up with one last question, and then we'll move yeah. along. Mm-hmm. All-American reject style. That's the update. Before we move along, what happens to Big Steve and Tent? I'm not saying they're going to turn into pumpkins at midnight, but I'm saying when your brother moves out, is that the final straw where your mom and dad say, fuck it, let's put the house on the market. The market's hot right now. Let's get some money for this house, downsize, add to our retirement, and live in a cool little beach house or lake house. or Because if they don't have... They should. If they have zero of their five... They should because none of us want to visit our old hometown. That's, like that that's, stinks. That's and the they point. Just redid the whole, they just paint, redid the whole outside of the house, everything. It was that's, fantastic. That's my point. on hometown. My point is, if you and Grace... Your sister Grace are in California. Your sister Dawn is in Germany. Jen's towns away in New Jersey. And your brothers move into Hoboken, Jersey City area. All five of their kids are out of Union and not near Union, New Jersey. So what do your mom and dad have any business having a huge, beautiful home in Union, New Jersey for that they just redid? They love the house. Yeah, but I'm saying sell that shit and... Live the life. Have your dad live by a lake so he could uh, go search for turtles. Yeah, that would and, be great. Uh, go to the Jersey Shore. Buy a house if on my LBI. My mom compromise. My, Long- my mom, I don't want to live by a lake. Ugh. It's like my, oh, my dad's like dying wish. Let him fucking have it. What about... Uh, Let him live uh, on the fucking water if he wants. What about, like, uh, what about like down the shore where people love... like People have houses on like Long Beach Island, LBI. Because my mom's like, I don't like the water. I don't like the water? Yeah, I don't... I don't dude, I don't get them. My mom wants to live on top of a mountain, like sequestered, like Rip Van Winkle or something. I don't Send, Send them upstate New York, and you make them have both. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> that's, up, that's up to them. Um, you know, I, I'm sure they'll make the best decision. Oh, by they're, the way, they're adults. Mauser um, brings up a good point. Can you please tell your brother what the schedule is for a grown man to wash his bed sheets? <laughs> well, oh, tell, I could, saw like a weird stat. Like, can you tell, single, especially if he's like dropping goo? Single men changed their sheets. It was like something ridiculous, like two times a year or something. <gasps> On an average, or something, something ridiculous, well, like gross. Tell your brother every couple of weeks he's got to throw the the, the uh, sheets in the wash. Every, every couple of weeks. If you're a single guy, that's probably standard for every for a single guy. Is uh, here's the question: Is there laundry in the apartment? I mean, a place like that, I would then imagine. It, it has then to it be. should be once a week. Of course, once a week. If not, it definitely in the facility. But I, I guarantee you, once but a week. If my you brother think will, and, and I did week. this when I was in college, so <laughs> I'm, I can't really be a hypocrite. You, you on drugs? My brother's gonna bring his laundry back to my mom. Are you on drugs? You think? What's guarantee it. You think? By the way, look at my parents' house. It's ready to fucking sell. Look how they, look how nice they did. Oh, that is glorious. And then they painted the see the oh brick my here. They God. painted that. They painted it all white. So now it's like white and yeah. I got. I don't. You, you think your brother is going to change his bed sheets once a week? Maybe I'll have my uh, brother buy that house. Hey, Spot. Let me ask you a question. When your brother, J Rock, you have photos of the basement. When your brother J Rock was living at home at your mom's house. You mean a couple years ago? How often do you think he washes bed sheets? Oh, let me tell Four you. Four times a year, maybe. If that. I don't think he washed them since he moved in. Four times a year, maybe. You just like sit in your since own he, filth. Since he, uh, gotten, you know, since he replaced them. I think he, he, the way of washing them is just replacing them. Well, when I cleaned out that room, oh my God. which I did recently when I, uh, you know, one of my recent trips, it was the scariest thing in my life. Hey, your, your mom could use like, fight transport, is uh, I what finally, Tracy's saying. I mm-hmm. finally knew what it was like. 
for Andy Dufresne to crawl through 500 yards of shit <laughs> out to freedom. That's, that's what it was like cleaning my brother's room. All right, that's funny. Well, that's the, uh, that's the family update. Rich's mom agreed to Texas. My brother's finally getting out. I think. It hasn't gotten approved yet, but they put a down payment on. The application's in. Uh, either way, it's, it's very close and around the corner. If it doesn't go through, I'll keep you posted. But, Why not? Um, I love the stories. Yeah, that's the, that's the update there. And, and it's more of when the baby bro or sister, when the, when the baby of the family moves out, there is a feeling of, yeah, I'm proud of you, but ah. Because it makes you feel fucking old, I guess. I don't know, but um, there is that sense of yeah. Hey, all the all the birdies have left the nest now, and what? It's just my mom and dad. Mm. Uh, well, that's the update. We're Cavino and Rich. Show about life, and we'll take uh, one quick phone call. Black Adam. Hey, you're on the show. Hey, buddy, how you feeling? How's man? your fun? What's going on, brother? Not man. I'm in the hospital bed right now, listening to y'all guys, man. Yeah, oh, Black Adam. Yeah. How many scrub butts you got? Yeah, a lot scrub of fine butts. asses, though, keeping you motivated or what? Scrub butts. Boy, uh, it's, it's a few in here, and it's a few ain't worth a damn. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, I caught y'all show last night, man, uh, the ESPN show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah did, didn't uh, Covino, didn't you have on like a yellow Bruce Lee shirt? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of uh, superrareshop.com, yeah. I did, hey, man. Have one. Hey, it's a great show, man. I love that, man. It was real good. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thanks, we, man. we're definitely in a groove again. I think you know it's, it's not as easy as you would think because we're doing it via Zoom, Zoom, and the timing's weird. But yo, having fun doing it, man. It's it's a it's a thrill for real. And I'm I'm glad you checked it out, man. Did they put Flex Seal I'm, I'm on not, your I'm lung? I'm not gonna is be able true? to watch it again because y'all y'all what? don't come on at like one o'clock in the morning here. I know. I know. Well, I know. hey, tonight, lucky, lucky for you, uh, tonight's a treat. We're on at eleven thirty East Coast time. But guess what? I, got, I do got DVR, so I, I, I'm going to just hit record on it. Thank you, man. And, hey, uh, by the way, are you, are you all right, though? Because I'm serious. You know, we, we need you to pull through this. You're, uh, you're a good guy. You uh, feeling you, all right? You know, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably about this. I'm, I'm not going to work for probably another two, three weeks. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, COVID. I'm over that. I didn't beat it. So Good. All right. Great yeah. news, man. All right. And I want to ask you this, uh, Cavino. Your brother moving in with, what, two more guys? Yeah. Who's going to clean the bathroom? Yeah. You know what? Exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. All those things. It's one of his. You know why? Because it's, uh, two of his, it's a, a black kid and a white kid and my brother. And we're getting like a clean. Oh, my God. They, are they college brochure? Mexican, white, kid, oh, Mexican, yeah. Mexican, Mexican kid, white kid, and a black kid. They're, they're the college brochure. Oh, they can yeah. hire the. What is it? The, and, the new naked maids? What is it? And yo, neither. naked maids, yo. I bet you, my brother. That's like my brother's style, too. He's like, yo, guys, don't worry. I got it covered, yo. Naked Just maids. to like, impress his butts. Naked bank. I ordered naked maids. That shit's funny. So uh, neither, neither one of these guys, my point is, have ever probably cleaned the bathroom in their lives, you know? Oh man! Because uh, jer- these Jersey kids, me included, I'm no, I'm telling you from experience. You know, our moms did everything for us. My mom is the quintessential mom who's done everything for me, so left me inept in life. You know, and it was, uh, it was a wake up call. You know, they enabled us, and, and it's out of love. It's not bad, but when you enable somebody and do everything for them, their entire life. You don't know how to do shit. You just don't. You know, and that's what my brother's about to realize. Well, when you have three guys chipping mm-hmm. in for stuff, mm-hmm. naked you probably, you probably do get, maybe not a naked one, but a cleaning person is probably not a bad idea when you have three guys that are paying minimal rent because they're splitting it, doing split-ski no, Jones. Definitely splitting it, you know. 
All right, so that's the update. I'm trying to think of the friends in need we got to get to. By the way, Black Adam concerning me. I feel bad. Yeah. I hope his lung is doing good. Collapsed lung. and Oh, I saw this. I thought this was funny. I, I was going to send it to my brother because now he's going to relate to it. There's a meme. Did I mention this meme? It's a meme of, you know that first, like, evolutionary, evolution fish that they say grew legs and walked out of the water, and that's what we derive from? You know that weird-looking fish? Yes. Yeah. It's a picture of that fish, like, walking out of the water, and it's a bunch of hands giving it the middle finger. It says, this asshole fish decided to walk out of the water one day, and now I have to go to work and pay rent? Fuck that fish. Yeah. So that's how my brother's going to feel now that he knows what it's like to pay for rent. your rent, which he's never done, pay for your utilities, which he's never done, but as much as I want him to stay home, he's got to spread his wings. Yeah. Look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. In 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots game, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. Yankees game. That's not a threat. What? That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, you got something none of us have. Oh, come on. Why, why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this or that. What if I don't no, want to? No, no, no. Well, fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing this shit. That's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a pussy to cash it in. And that's bullshit. Because I'd do fucking anything to have what you got. So would any of these fucking guys. It'd be an insult to watch if you're still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a fucking waste of your time. There you go. Hanging around here you is a waste that. of your time. I don't? No. You don't know that. Oh, I don't know that. Let me tell you what I do now. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. And we go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? For about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. I don't know much, but I know that. That's yeah. a great scene. I feel like I need to watch a movie again. Goodwill Hunting. Like, I haven't seen an Academy Award for I know, that. but I'm saying I haven't seen, no, good, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting yeah. in easily a decade. It's not Amazing. your fault, Rich. They won, uh, they won Academy Awards for that. It's not your fault, Rich. How old were they? Why, Spot? It's not your fault. Why? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Great scene, huh? Yeah. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, Young Ben Eslex, uh, and Matt Damon. All right, so I'm going to pull up to my parents' house. My brother won't be there. No goodbye, no nothing. But he's doing his thing, and I'm proud of him. He'll be splitting cheeks in Jersey City. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. I get excited to talk to Dane Cook. I want Dane Cook to know that we don't take him for granted, like everybody else. You you want to tell him right now, though? I'm going to tell him I love Dane Cook. Let's welcome back. It's been like 10 years since we've seen him on this show. But we're still big fans, old friends. Promoting the virtual table read for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So welcome back to Great Dane Cook, everybody. Hi, Dane Cook. How are you? Hi, Dane Cook. Hey, what's up, Dane? What is going on, fellas? Hey, hey. Good to hey. see you, man. By the way, glorious chair you got there, huh? That that's, a, that's a power, yeah. that's a power Thank chair. You. Thank you. That was the first thing I ever bought when I came to L.A., 97. I was living in a crappy little apartment in West Hollywood, and this was my first investment because I knew I was going to be sitting at the computer for a long uh, period of time. 
And you did. I was just yeah. talking about your, your old <laughs> business plan. You were hitting back people on instant messenger and, and, and hitting back you know, one by one, winning over everybody. That was the business model back then that you invented. Man, it's crazy because everybody's like, when, when are you doing your podcast? I was like, I did one for 10 years <laughs> before it was even called a podcast. Right. <laughs> Dane, I, I think about that. You must look on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, see, and all these comedy clips posted everywhere. You must think, holy shit, I, that was my MySpace routine of how you became internationally known. That you, you were the first guy to say, hey, maybe I should put my shit out there. Yeah, I mean, and it was at such a great time because there was really no slack. You weren't getting – the whole hater nation hadn't even formed or found uh, each other yet. Mm-hmm. So it was like bliss. I, I think I hit it at the right time. You're so right uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Today, today it's a little more brutal on there. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was such a great time. Thank the you top me. eight yeah. and oh. instant messenger and the oh. positivity. Oh. You're so, you're so you. right. Like, Kavino, you used to bribe women like, I'll put you in my top I eight. I did. <laughs> and if I did that now, I'd probably be, you know – Arrested. The worst guy and arrested, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dan, damn. Let me let me ask you when you when you think back to those early days of MySpace and all that, is it crazy to think that people didn't realize they could hate yet? Like, do do you still get your feelings hurt ever? Is Dane Cook immune to people being assholes on social media? <laughs> um, I think it was like I was kind of born and bred with it. I came I came up with the first "you suck" comment in a in a comment section. Which let me I'm I'm not even kidding. The <laughs> First time somebody wrote uh, publicly like, I don't like your comedy, everybody else was like, what? <laughs> People would get so offended and your fans would take it personal that you just sit back and let them kind of like, you know, wash the graffiti off, man. Right. It really, it never, it never pissed me off because I was such a wallflower in high school that to me, even if you were making fun of me, it was way more interesting than being ignored. Well, uh, yeah. let's go way back on a Wednesday, just for a little bit. You know, I remember it started off with cassette, right? I had a cassette. It was one of Rich and I's first bonding things. Like, yo, man, I got this Dane Cook cassette. He knew about it. We loved yeah. it. In the early days, I remember, uh, you know, it, it was very viral in that cassette sort of way. And, you know, you were doing a social media thing. And then we welcomed you on, on, on our show when you were doing Torgasm with Gary right. Goldman and Jay Davis. And, yeah. Yo, that was, that was some good shit. Uploading clips on to LimeWire yes. and yes. and Napster, MySpace. Oh, my God. Not I only, remember those days fondly. Not only clips of your stuff and, and things like that, like porn you were getting through, you know, Aries and LimeWire and all these things. That yeah. was the only way to get it back then. It was it was a an embarrassment of riches <laughs> for a while there. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, before we get into whatever what's going on with Dane Cook now, I, I told you before, Camino, I said you and I got in one of our few fights – at a Dane Cook type event, he wouldn't know because he wasn't involved in it. But Dane, what was the what did, you worked with Jessica Simpson on? What again? What was the what was the project? Was it uh, employee, uh, employee yeah. of the month? Employee of the month. There was an employee of the month, I think, party or screening, and Cavino and I uh, went to the party. And I remember seeing you sitting there, you and Jessica Simpson back in the day. Jessica Simpson and Cavino and I were both single young guys then, and. Kavino was flirting with some hot girl at your party. You better believe it. And I, I started talking to her, and it was the only time Kavino, he grabbed me by the collar. Yeah. And he goes, back the fuck off. Because he's a cock block. Look at him. <laughs> was, he, and you know what? He cashed in on a lot of the ass that you should have been getting, Dane, because people said they, that he reminded them of you. 
So yeah, you know, he was always in my in my but way. One with of that the stuff. one of the only few. Oh, so you were trying to get like some doppelganger side? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I should have. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's up Dane Cook. Yeah, he, in the face, and yeah. like, oh my god, it is him. Yes. Oh my god, in the face. I do. Re- I do remember that, man. I do remember that because Rich was he's such a chatty guy, and I was sort of trying to make my move, and it was a real swanky event. It was a fun yeah. party that was a. Uh, the fact the that movie. Employee of the Month had something considered a swanky it was. event is <laughs> actually was. very funny in hindsight. Hey, let, let's talk about the Hollywood stuff real quick because I, I also want to – I definitely want to know more about this Fast Times at Richmond High thing and all the people involved with this. Uh, but we just had Jessica Alba on our show. So we're going back to the 2000s Jessica, yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to say, is this, is this a, our, our lives from the 2000s? Jessica yeah. was on last hour. Like last hour. Cook. Yeah, last hour. We said, <laughs> Jessica, guess who's on next? She's like, Who? We're like, Dane Cook. She's like, no way. We're like, way. She said, tell him I said, what's up? And then she said, I haven't talked to him since we did the movie. And we're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, but that's so wild to me because you share this moment. You know, give us the breakdown of, of, of Hollywood because I think a lot of people loved you early on because, you know, you seem like the everyday guy from Boston who was out there and, you know, I want to be friends with that guy. And then this guy works his way to that Hollywood scene and then what you do these movies then you don't create those bonds and friendships or it happens sometimes yeah i mean a lot of it too is like once people get married and start a family and this happened just you know from my own upbringing in new england it's like it's such a it's such a break from the reality of everything else so most of my you know friends jessica included you know she was getting married around that time and was with cash and they were they were starting to build a family it's, it's not the town that really, you know, especially when you're so proactive and busy yourself in touring, it's not the kind of place that you can really forge long-lasting friendships unless you're also in that family mode as well. That makes you know? sense, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Um, but it was, dude, that was such an amazing, you know, the thing I remember most about that is my dad, my dad was really sick. My dad had cancer when, when we were making uh, Good Luck Chuck. And I just remember Alba and I laughing pretty much every day. And she really raised my spirits during a time that was incredibly emotional and, and tough. So I have nothing but fond memories for Jalba, as I always called her. <laughs> Jalba. Well, she, she genuinely looked it's like, oh, tell him I said what's up. She looked fantastic, too, by the way. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about that. Now, uh, yeah. Dan, you're, you, you said, Kavino, Boston guy. Mm-hmm. What I, I, I see on social media, you got your Patriot stuff, but then I see the TB12 gear. Are you torn this year? What's where's Dane Cook feel? What's your NFL feelings these days? NFL? Oh yeah. man, no, I'm still. You know, I was rooting for my Patriots the other day and uh, liked how Cam Newton looked out there. I think that he's going to fit into the uh, the schemes very well. And then I flipped over and I watched Brady, and you know, I that that guy, man, he is he's just an incredible that 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 mentality and that competitiveness. I respect deeply because. I have that, you know, I always want to try to set the bar higher and do something much like when we talk about this read that nobody would expect me to be able to pull off. Right. So, I, you know, I'm rooting for my Patriots, but I'm happy to see Tom still doing something unprecedented. You know, I want to get into it, Rich. I'm yeah. sure we're going to have a lot of random questions. If we bounce around, forgive us, Dane. It's been a while. I, you know me. I love random. I love right. to bounce around. Exactly. So you, you mentioned the people involved in this project and what you're capable of pulling off. It's a virtual table read 
for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which came out in 1982. Classic. Okay, it's a classic. It, it's a lot of our first boner moments. We refer to that movie yeah. often because we were kids and Phoebe Cates, that yeah. whole thing, right? Your parents are like, close your eyes, but you wanted to look. It's that sort of movie for us. Um, but you're doing this table read. I mean, there's two names that, that stand out right from the start. Jen Aniston, Brad Pitt. Those two together, I'm like, well, how do you pull that off? But then you got Ray Liotta from my hometown of New Jersey. Jantix. Ray Liotta, uh, the legend. <laughs> Matt McConaughey, the great Sean Penn, Spicoli himself. Kimmel, LaBeouf. Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. I mean, we're talking star-studded, and there you are doing it. And not only are you doing it with them, but you're, you're, you're involved. You produced this. How the hell did you pull this off? Where did it start? Okay, so, well, first of all, it's, it's now that it's come together and I can see it, it's really amazing to, to see this on screen and finally realize I am the least famous person involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kavino rudely alluded to that. <laughs> no, when I say I'm and like, look at all these people and Dane. You say no. rudely. I was impressed. And I'm like, wow, go, you go, Dane. You deserve that Morgan shit. Freeman? Right. God damn. But all then right, I, I, I read further and, again, produced by Dane Cook. I was first brought to awareness when I saw you post. You posted the uh, – the poster. The, the poster of it on your social sure. media. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. So as executive producer, where did the idea come from and how did you get these names involved, man? Okay, so um, the, the long story short version is I've known Sean Penn for a number of years. I've worked with his organization, CORE, for a number of years. Right. Love those guys and Lee. Everybody involved in that organization, Just I, I've been you know, following them and participating for some years. Then COVID hits, and suddenly I'm off stage. Um, I'm supposed to be celebrating my 30-year run with a, a tour and a special that was supposed to be filmed uh, to stream in July. So everything gets the kibosh, and I'm sitting at home, uh, you know, relatively bored in, in a creative rut. Yeah. And I start thinking, what can I do to give back? But also, like, there's no big movies and no big movie stars this summer. How can I create an Avengers moment? What can I do? So I had this idea to do a virtual live read a few years ago. I was trying to turn it into a TV show, like kind of like an inside the actor's studio type thing, but with, with a live read and interviews. And I called Sean and I go, what do you think, man? I want to do something, charity event for CORE. Uh, I got an idea. And I'm expecting him to say never in a million years <laughs> are we going to do Fast Times. Right. So I pitch it to him and he's like, Yeah. Yeah, but one condition. I go, what? And he goes, I'm not playing Spicoli. And I go, okay, well, who should? And then he threw a name out at me. And this person, I'm not going to say he or she, when he said the name, I go, can we get this person? And when that happened, I knew that this thing was starting to roll. So the next person that actually officially jumped on, we got Julia Roberts. And then it just... Everybody. Everybody came in, and then the people that aren't even affiliated, the number of DMs I got, the number of people that called me and said, how do I get on this? We'd have 40 boxes open if we could have got everybody in there that we wanted. It's wow. amazing. Dude, you know what? We talked about all the hobnobbers during quarantine. 
I think you are the king of the hobnobbers. You hobnob with some of the biggest names in the past few months. I mean, this is amazing. But he virtually hobnobbed. He, <laughs> he did not. He was not out on Ventura like Yo, everyone else, but, uh, dude, like pre- pretending everything's normal. Dane's been running in the biggest circle possible in Hollywood. We're talking legendary people in this read. This is a, a crazy cast. Now, I'm trying to figure it out, too. Again, it's a, it's a live table read with all these yep. names that we mentioned and more. Uh, we don't know who's playing what role, but has it been rehearsed? Like, you know, I mentioned Brad Pitt and Jen Addison, obviously, because they have history, but now they're going to be together on this. Have you witnessed this chemistry yet, or is this going to be a first-time thing when we watch? I've witnessed it. We have it uh, in the can, as they say. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, what, what was supposed to happen is we were set to do it live on the day, and we were having all the, the brownouts and the power issues in L.A. that day. So we got everybody together for essentially what was going to be like a, a, an early read of it. And we were like, you know, screw it. Let's just let's just record everything. So for about, you know, three or four hours, we recorded not only the read, but all the flubs, all the mistakes. Somebody would lose power, come back. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. And, right. You know, all the in-betweens, everybody kind of, you know, shooting the, the gip and hanging out. And what we finally realized was that was even cooler than the initial presentation because – they had everybody just loosey goosey and having fun. I will tell. I'm going to tease for a second because you have to tune in on Thursday night to see it. Some people brought props. I can't believe who brought. Pro- My mind exploded <laughs> when I saw one particular person who brought one particular prop, and you're going to go nuts. Somebody went method. Somebody came in like so gung ho costume. I mean, man, it, it really. I really think that we exceeded the expectation of this is this is how you want to see big stars together celebrating a film. It's going to be a blast. That is so cool, man. And the, and the idea is so great. So congratulations. We'll be checking it out again September 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Facebook, TikTok, Damn. Fast Times, Ridgemont High. What was your feeling doing it? Again, you know, you're an accomplished, successful guy, performed in front of you know hundreds of thousands of people, you sold millions of, of albums. You know, you're accomplished in your own right, but when you're there and you're doing this, was there pressure? Did you have the nervous farts a little bit? Yeah, like you're just in your head going, like, you're smiling, but you're like, don't suck. Don't suck. <laughs> right, don't right. Suck. Don't be the worst actor on this thing. Please let Kimmel be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Now, by, by the way, Kimmel kills it. Oh, my God. Nice. He, had everybody, he had everybody cracking up. I mean, there, there's a reason he's hosting the Emmys and – has had such success. But I will tell you, I was his second guest back in the day when he first had his show. Oh, wow. The ratings were nothing. And those those years were also really fun because I was coming up the ranks and so is he. Right. So to be reunited with Kimmel on this uh, was really, really kind of a kick. Hey, by the way, we're all stuck at home for the last like six months. How's that on the relationship? Has your relationship uh, gotten stronger, been tested? Because, uh, I mean... I think everyone has been spending a lot of time that they didn't think they'd be spending with their significant other because you're used to touring. You're used to spending your nights out at, at, the, at the store doing, all, you know, doing stand-up and stuff. I will tell you, and this is going to make some people feel sick, like my relationship has gotten like not only better, but it's stellar. Like whatever the boot, whatever the boot camp test was for my relationship, right. I am I – am, uh, a lucky sap because I have the greatest girl 
by my side. We're doing we're doing really really great throughout this whole. Look at that! You deserve it. What, what's the obviously chemistry's there, Dane, uh, yeah. which is so important, right? But what what's the secret for you? Do you do you keep it fun? Are you spontaneous? Have you learned from your past mistakes? Well, here's the thing: is once you get a little bit older and yeah. you're you've got that perspective. I think that as a guy, you know, because we're like pretty dumb until we're in our 30s, right. you know. Um, and then once I started really getting smart, I started realizing, oh, man, you know, to make any relationship really work and, and to be effervescent, you got to be present, right? You got you to gotta be in the moment with that person. True. And you have to want to see them exceed their own expectations equal to yours. And I, listen, I'm a competitive, I'm a, I'm a go person. I'm already leaning forward into whatever it is that I'm thinking of next, and I'm not stopping until I get as far as I can. But when you have somebody with you that not only cooperates and you're doing that for them, it's the greatest relationship I've ever had in my life. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really great to hear. That's, that's cool. Thanks for sharing. When she sees some of your older stuff, does she think you wore bell-bottoms uh, on stage doing comedy? Because I remember talking to you. Remember that conversation? She's like, I tried to be so present or so so – uh, conscious of what I was wearing, so, so yeah, it didn't so look timeless, dated. So timeless. Any picture we look at from the 2000s, and you could honestly look at a Dane Cook comedy special from the 2000s. At the time, it seemed so normal, right, right. but it's like bell-bottoms. <laughs> Those boot-cut jeans look like fucking right. bell-bottoms. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're, they're, so that's, I still have those up in my closet, and I recently just, like, grabbed the bottom of it. I was like, what, what boot was I wearing? I mean, <laughs> a moon boot. And, and, and also, like, what, what seemed like a, uh, a simple leather <laughs> accessory looks like, what the fuck was he doing? Oh, it's so funny. You know, it, it's, it's kind of funny because the, the, the comedy has not gotten dated. I'm, I'm so happy that the shelf yep. life of the story, when you're a storyteller and it's not news of the day, you can close your eyes. That's timeless. But the the style is another story entirely. I don't even know if it was style, but it felt stylish at the time. Yeah, I know. We, we've always, uh, Kavino and I, like I said, we've always been a big fan of what you do, Dane. How, what's your feelings on how society has treated Dane Cook? What I mean by that is I feel like I watched your come up and your rise Selling out the garden, everyone loving Dane Cook. Nobody bigger. And then I feel like there was a time where everyone was like, yeah, I'm fucking off Dane Cook. And I'm like, why? I still love Dane Cook. And then everyone started saying, all right, I'm on Dane Cook again. How, how emotionally does that fucking destroy you? Does that destroy you a little bit in those moments? I mean, first of all, we're, you're talking to me as I'm about to be live with Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, Jennifer Aniston, and I, I everybody know. else. So John Legend. I, I'm certainly not in any position to be in a woe is me moment. I've had many, many high water marks. Um, and certainly at the same time, you're going to, in this industry, man, you're going to, you're going to get wailed on every once in a while. But last year I sold out radio city music hall. Yeah. Uh, my tour was the most successful one that I've had since vicious circle. So this is like, in some respects, like I'm just getting started. This is the phase two of my life and career. And it's really starting with what we're talking about here today. This live read, the book that'll be out next year that I just finished, and the comedy special, which I don't want to announce yet, but it's going to be another epic moment when people hear who's directing my special. No next shit. Next level. Wow. I told you, like, awesome. Well, if I'm going to do something, it's going to be, it's going to take it to another place. I don't want to do what I did again. I played every arena. Leave that for the young guys, the young girls. That's that's you know that's for them now. But for me. Taking this career in a new and interesting direction is what I'm excited about. You know who I like, Camino? I like Dane Cook, the dark actor. I was like, when you would do some of your dark, like some of your like more evil roles, I was, yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was feeling that man. You, uh, 
I, I know you lean hard into comedy again, and obviously, you know, that's that you're killing it with that and the table read stuff, but are you uh, are you still exploring that stuff? Anytime you did like an evil dark type of role in a movie, I was like, yo, yeah. Dane's pulling it off. Yeah, it was cool. I got to do a really great uh, film with Levi Miller, played my son, and it's up on iTunes uh, and other places now, but iTunes primarily called American Exit. And if you like, like Mr. Brooks and Dan in Real Life, yeah. it's, real, it's real gritty. It's kind of like 400 Days, which was a psychological thriller I did. You know, it's hit or miss, man. When you're, when you're known as a comic, you know, you don't get as many opportunities sometimes to, to really play against type. And I'm just super patient. I want to wait for those moments. So I don't take on the wacky comedy stuff like I used to because it's just not as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But when I get an opportunity to play something outside of the box, I, I'm going to go for it. Hey, Dane, what do you think of uh, comedy today? I mean, you've been doing it so long now. How do you think it's evolved, you know, yeah. with, with social media? You know, just give me your whole take on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys, because you, you talk with everybody, but it's like, it's such an entrepreneurial uh, profession now. It used to be a night job. Right. And now it's like you're grinding, you're doing your podcast, you're doing social media updates, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to stay viral, create moments. So, you know, being relevant, you know, you're on the clock. It used to be 15 minutes of fame, and now it's like three clicks and you're done. Um, So for me, I think that the crop of comics that I started seeing come up over like the last three or four years, really tenacious, really funny. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that they came up watching storytellers. I mean, I, I consider myself a storyteller, but a lot of the young people that I like mentor, you know, they watch Chappelle. Amazing, real, present, somebody who's telling you exactly what's happening from their perspective, whether it's uh, caustic and dark or just light and crazy and absurd. So that generation of comics looking at somebody like Dave Chappelle primarily, I think it, it really sparked a lot of incredible present people, diverse groups that are now getting into stand up. And I think the next generation of comics coming up are amongst some of the best that I've ever worked with. Dane, you know, mm-hmm. you, you said it. We talk to a lot of people, a lot of comics, right? We've been doing this. This is our 16th year, Rich and I, working together. Uh, so we get a thrill of seeing people's come up. We, we got a thrill seeing your come up. I want to yeah. know, does Dane Cook get that thrill because you lived it and lived it bigger than anybody? Like when you see a, a Joe Coy or a Sebastian Maniscalco or guys like that who, who work the ranks and they're getting that sort of popularity, do you get stoked because you've seen it? And it happened to and it you? Happened, or do you get competitive? Yeah. Uh, I'm competitive with me. I've always been, uh, I'm very competitive when I have an idea and something that I want to complete, but I've never been a part of that, um, that kind of hazing mentality of comedy. You know, oh, yeah. New York was a lot like that when I was there and that I, I was just too sensitive. I mean, people look <laughs> yeah. at me, I got the athletic build from my dad, but yeah. I'm like a softy. I'm like more like my mom. So I didn't want to be competitive. I didn't want to go up against people. I just wanted to see what I was capable of. So to answer your question, and I saw Sebastian at like a, a, a smoothie place or a protein place last year, bumped into him. I said, man, you deserve everything that you've put together because I knew what it took to get to that arena. And Kevin, same thing, Kevin Hart. I knew Kevin for years. Yeah. Kevin, when he was still kind of languishing where nobody realized he was this massive star. Kevin would come to me and say, I'm following your template, man. I'm shaking hands with every person digitally that I meet online. And so when I see, you know, Kevin, Sebastian, 
you know, so so many comics now coming up that you may not know their names on the daily, but like the Rick Glassmans of the world. And I see how they podcast and how they're performing and doing things that are unique and different. I'm I'm super proud. I'm glad to say that I'm affiliated with that. Uh, the the next generation that came up doing that. I'm super stoked for them. That's awesome, man. That's really cool to hear. And it's cool to hear that they're giving you the props and respect because in a way you paved that way. You know, you were doing those things. So it's, it's so much, it's so much better to be the old bull because there was a time when everybody was gunning for me. Right. You're, mm-hmm. you're at the top of the mountain. It's lonely. Nobody <laughs> wants to be, you're, you're just rich and famous to only people outside, but nobody wants to hang with you because nobody wants to be around. Like the, the winner, winner chicken dinner moment is, not the best part. The best part is right now where you're charging towards something else. You're celebrating a moment with guys like you and you're going, okay, how do I rebuild an engine instead of that lonely moment at the top where everybody's right. like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, not Jim, I mean, Jim Carrey, one of our heroes said, he goes, the mount, you get to the mountaintop, it's not, uh, it's not what you think it's it not is. not what you think it is. For sure. Oh, oh no, you, you get there and it's, it, I'm not even kidding. It's like, there's this weird uh, aura around it where you're like, oh, I have the ability to to green light stuff and make stuff, but then the stuff you're making, a lot of it ends up being crap, and that's because everyone's saying yes. Right. Nobody is challenging you. You don't have the right people at the top because the ones that are there, some of them are undeservedly there. So the better place to be is in the process, in the trenches with real artists, real collaborators, and I'm glad as I'm a little older, I look back at that bell-bottom, big-haired kid, <laughs> and I go, hey, you were, you were a dummy in some ways. You were brilliant in others. And I'm glad that I made it through to be able to have the affiliations with the people that now I'm working with. Dane. Dane Cook has grown up. Yeah. Dane Cook. Don't call it a comeback, though. He's been no, here for years. Don't you look behind me. I right, know. right, right. And Dane, uh, you have a beautiful younger girlfriend. You're, you know, you're around our age. You're a little older. You're in your 40s. You could be a dad one day? Because uh, I, I saw you post a gender reveal fail on your Instagram, and I, I feel like you'd be a guy that loves to make fun of gender uh, reveal parties. I would love to have a family. It's kind of weird. I feel like I was going to be the first one in my squad to to settle down, but Man, I didn't get like I said. I I didn't start getting really uh, smart and articulate at the at the real path of what I think life's about till I was around the time mid thirties. You know, mm-hmm. my parents getting sick, and I just had like that moment of hitting that. I hit the heights, single, glad. I hit the lows with some great people around me that pulled me up. And once I hit that like mid to late thirties, I was I was ready for something that was nice. more real and serious. I know that's not as funny, but to be in something with somebody now that could potentially go the distance. Yeah. Hell yeah. Family, all that stuff. I, I hope that's around the corner. That's great, man. I, yeah. Looking forward to that and more stories. Cause you're, you're a great storyteller. I'm real excited for you and this uh, table. Yeah, man, new, you guys got to see when the new, when I'm, when I'm back on stage, please come and see yeah. the special before I film it. I, I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't release it. If I didn't think it was on par or better than Vicious, which I always kind of like, that's my that's your one. That's my high watermark. It's better. It's better. It's even be- Troublemaker, which I put out two years ago that I directed. 
This is the best I've ever been across the board. It's done. Trust I, I would love to go. Dude, we're itching to get out. Kavino went to Fat Sal's in Encino <laughs> the other day, and that's, a, and that's the furthest he's gone in what? Uh, yeah, Fat Sal's. Three, three months. <laughs> right on Ventura. That was a big night out for me. It was the first time in, in six months. <laughs> Got a sandwich. Oh, big night. It's brutal. My, my last question, Dane. Uh, yeah. of, of all this uh, miraculous cast you put together, you know, Rich and I, we have a hard time building new friendships uh, in our 40s. You know, we kind of like, we got our friends, we're good. You know, uh, we have our own little circle, our vicious circle out here. Of all these guys, who did you get along with the most? Obviously, Sean Penn, you're already pals with, but all, of all these other people, who did you really say, hey, you know, I, I like this guy I, outside I be, of the town? I talent. could be pals with this person. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, what a great question. Um, I mean, th- just throughout that, because we started the process in like April. So we people were texting and going back and forth and, I think the person I really bonded with the most who I respect and really adore is Jennifer Aniston. Wow. The yeah, real deal, we were, huh? She's we charming. Texting, even during the live uh, read, we were, we were kind of, you know, throwing stuff back and forth at each other. And uh, I watched her in the morning show and I thought her performance was so ferocious and just incredible. Talk about like comedic, but the, the other side of that and being able to be so intense in a role that was very different from anybody, you know, had seen her. I'm really glad that I formed a, you know, a new friend. <laughs> yeah. I see what he did there. Friend. I like it. I like it. But uh, when you see her and Brad together, I will, I will disappear. I will just evaporate on screen. Cause when those two are together on screen, yeah. fucking magic. Oh, man. that's awesome. Unbelievable. Wow. Awesome. Uh, well, this goes down tomorrow. Thursday. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's Thursday, right? Thursday already, September 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, TikTok, Live, uh, Live X Live. You guys can check this out anywhere. Just obviously go on Dane's social media. I'm sure he'll have every link in possible place to check this out. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the virtual table read. Dane, great seeing you, man. And we will come out to see your Absolutely. show as soon as uh, we're able to, man. The great. That'd Dane great, Cook. Guys. Thank you, so man. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Why Spot like Jimmy Butler? You want to explain? Spot, why are you like Jimmy Butler? Oh, you want me to explain? Well, I, this morning, because <laughs> every morning, as you know, I, you can see a portion of my routine yesterday. I get up, I come out here, I throw the mics on the couch, turn on all the equipment, and then I go in the kitchen and I prepare coffee for Rich, and I prepare tea for you because you don't drink coffee anymore. No, because I don't have enough tea, apparently. But... Rich consumes coffee. Rich is not a, by any means a, uh, a coffee connoisseur. Thinks he is. Thinks he is. If he was a dinosaur, he might be. Yeah. So I, I have like, uh, let's be honest. It's like cheap flavored coffee from Ralph's. It's like the Ralph's generic brand, but it's like caramel flavored. I throw it in my coffee pot, my drift coffee, drip coffee pot, set it to set it and forget it. And I walk away, and it's ready for when Rich comes on. It has like the delayed, Ron Popeil of yeah, coffee. I'm the Ron Popeil of coffee. It has delayed brew timer. I, set, I get up early, I set it, and then I go take a shit. So you don't have shit in, my, in your coffee, just so you know. I actually appreciate I that. do it before I shit, so it's fresh, clean coffee. Um, but then now, I was on tea for a while, but now I'm back on coffee. And you know why? I bought a grinder, a whole bean grinder. Uh-huh. And now oh, I, you didn't just download it? No. The grinder? Grinder the app. And I grind my, I, so I have whole beans. I grind fresh beans every morning and then I make a fresh, nice cup of hot, fresh, French press coffee. Spotty, spotty, look at him go, making fresh cups of Joe. Tara, Tara, look at her go with a fresh cup of Joe.
you. Um, so, and, so it's like a delicious, freshly brewed cup of coffee that I make myself every morning. And I said to Rich this morning, knowing that he drinks shit coffee, and envy, he's even said the other day, he's like, oh, you're making yourself some nice, nice cup of coffee. You give me well, this. Sort of, if you ask me, sort of rude. <laughs> but it's a, it's a single he serve. Makes, he makes me shitty generic coffee to pot. Meanwhile, he prepares himself a nice French press. Nice French press. It's my yeah. house. It's his house. And you I know what have... be like? That would be like me being like, guys, why don't you come over for the game? And I pour myself... A twelve-year-old some, patro- some patron on the uh, and a little patron on the on the rocks or in a shot glass. Or I say, I got some like nice aged whiskey, and I'm like, Hey guys, do you want uh, you want <laughs> you want the well level shit? Want some wild turkey? Hey, you want salsa tequila? Cavino? I'm gonna pour myself some uh, Don Julio. You want some Kirkland brand? Yeah, but I've always done that. I'm not gonna lie. Like You've given- when you had friends over your house, right? Wait, you always your mom- t- you always give yourself the good shit when your mom, you know, what? bought. Some really good ice cream sandwiches or something. Did you give one to everyone that was at your house playing Nintendo? Or did yeah. you just have one? Fuck that. It's your house. Anyway. You can't be like hosting everybody. Well, that Not right there the is that is a microcosm. I understand of what's Steve right Cavino. and what's Steve wrong. Cavino. Uh, don't get me wrong. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Might you're getting it twisted. I understand what being a good host is. But you're here every fucking day. Right. That's the difference. I'm talking about neighborhood kids that were always there. Yeah, we're like not a- going to fucking roll out the red carpet all the time for the same dummies that are in my place all the time. So if I had some super dope snack that my mom bought me, right, I'm not being like, yo, guys, you want – or because like, my parents would always yell at me like, you can't do that. you got to share or offer them something. Like, fuck these idiots. They're here every day. So Spot's supposed to be kissing your ass every day? I'm prepping, for, I'm prepping for volume, not if, quality. If, if it was a Qual- one-time quantity visit. Quantity over quality. Yeah, if, if it was, uh, hey, Rich came over for the weekend, you know, and it was a one-time thing, why would he jip oh. you out? He wouldn't. Yeah, like, I got to be honest. That's the reason I know when we go to Cavino's, every day you'll have an espresso. That shit adds up. Yeah, dude, who the fuck? I have an espresso. I ain't who giving you fuck? an espresso every this day. This guy's eating espresso pods every day. That's why I made like <laughs> Eating them. I, <laughs> I used to do the... I, I did the pot because I would just... I would brew. When all three of us were drinking coffee, I was brewing 10 to 12 cups of coffee a day. And all th- and the, by the end of the show, the, the pot would be empty. So uh, once I... Uh, Camino's off coffee now. I got off coffee for a while. Now I'm back on it. Right. But I'm I'm preparing Dude, small long, batch long coffee. Story, long story short, no, is no, no, that no. you do a, a shitty coffee maker scoop for me. Which listen, I'm fine. I with. only have one French press, I'm, so I'm, I can only do one cup at a time. I, I mean, I'm fine with. But let's be honest. Spots like here's your doo doo coffee. While he is next, I'm pouring the cup of coffee while Spots next to me, like doing his I French do the press, a little push down, the little. I let it set. I, I I fresh grind the beans. I I measure it out. Thirty five grams of coffee, four hundred and seventy five milliliters of water. Boiling hot. I let it steep for 10 minutes, and then I press it down, and I drink my coffee. I'm sure, Rich, if you just made a surprise visit on a Sunday morning, he would give you the dope-ass... I'd make you a cappuccino every day. Cappuccino. I, I give you a nice, frothy, foamy I'm, cappuccino. With a I'm, frothy, with foamy a, design with on it. With a chocolate stick and a sprinkling of right. cinnamon. I... And thankful that spot. Day, I'm thankful that spot even makes me coffee. But next time you 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 grill up like a or or cast iron like a nice ribeye or fillet, can you throw me some steakums? Yeah, sure. Can, can, you want them chopped you, up? Can you chop me up some steakums while while you make a nice seared medium rare? I'm really good at I'm really good at separating the two steakums. So if oh, you're doing you know how the they're math, together, if you're doing the math, and yeah. if you're keeping score, so, at home, hey, hang on. How is spot now like? So this Jimmy is Butler. this is this is where this is going. I said today, I'm like, so, hey. oh, Spot, you can have a nice seasonal beer. 
Can I go grab a Coors Light out of the bottom drawer? What's wrong with Coors Light, Rich? How about a Mick Ultra? <laughs> How about a Coors like Johnny Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> old, oh, like school old school Coors. <laughs> the gold can. Um, so I said this morning, I'm like, hey, Rich. How about, since I put, I put like a little bit of effort and love into my, my French press coffee every morning, how about I start charging you five bucks a day and I will make you the best cup of coffee you've had in your life if you give me five bucks a day? I mean, it is what I pay at Starbucks. Barista Beach. Barista. It'll Maybe be, that's the meaning. Maybe your coffee company should be called Spots Barista Beach. Spots Barista Beach. No, none of that fucking burnt ass beans, mass produced shit that you get at Starbucks. It will be freshly ground. Uh-huh. The yeah. second you pay some schmo at at Starbucks or Phil's or Pete's five bucks, it'll go from bean to down your throat within ten minutes. Rich. Wow, bean from to bean down your throat to throat, man! In ten minutes for five bucks, I'm Sounds surprised. Like I'm surprised that Starbucks never used that slogan. From bean to, from throat. Bean to down your throat. It's good slogan, spot. Yeah. Good but, slogan. But I said to I said to spot that's, did, that's spots barista be a true bean to down your throat. By the way, to tie this all together, and you say, well, what does that have to do with Jimmy Butler? If you don't know, I don't even know if Spot knows this. Jimmy Butler, inside the NBA bubble, is not only singing Spot inside the uh, actor studio. It's not only the uh, not only is he singing Hall Notes. Jimmy Butler started a coffee company inside the NBA bubble because the coffee in the hotel are like shitty Keurig cups. So Jimmy Butler brought his appar- the, like he brought a, a giant espresso, espresso machines, machine. he brought st- like milk steamers, everything. Coffee he, apparatus was a cool one. You could have rolled with that. Yeah, no. stick with coffee apparatus. Yeah, because, coffee apparatus. Because I think it's more than just an espresso machine. A uh, coffee apparatus. I don't sounds think like I, a, uh, sounds like a punk band from the uh, 2000s. Coffee apparatus. I don't think it's just an espresso machine. He has like a, a whole barista setup, and he's charging barista other. Beach. He's charging other NBA players twenty dollars for a cup of coffee, no matter what the size, small, medium, large. No bucks. IOUs. No, I'll get you later. It's called Happy Face Coffee. Happy Face Coffee. Jimmy Butler serving twenty dollars cups of coffee. I love this. People thought it was a joke. He sat down with Rachel Nichols, who's like the lead. You know, woman reporter for ESPN, and he and she's like, "Yeah, I heard about your coffee thing." He's like, "Yo, no, it's like real deal. It's like his side hustle for real." Oh yeah, it's and funny. he is not letting anyone get away with it. He is absolutely. Well, it makes sense. It goes with sort of what Spot's saying. You think he just wants to keep making cups of coffee for people? No, but he'll do it for twenty bucks a cup. You know, just because he has his machine or his ingredients doesn't mean he just wants to keep making shit for everybody. So I get it. Maybe he's the barista beach. And who is That's the why they call him. And who is the uh, who is the person that argued it? Wasn't like Andre Iguodala or someone was like, it was. Yo, it ain't fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. He was he was upset too that he's starting a monopoly there. Oh, and, oh, and right. you're saying he how like to... yo, can, Jimmy Butler won't even give out free sample. He's like, like it or not, twenty dollars. Right. right, no free I... samples. The, the rules were is simple. He, does he have like flavors and shit? Yeah, he has everything. Spot. He has a menu. Yeah, and you have to go to his little apartment door in the in the bubble to get your. Yeah, fresh brewed coffee from Jimmy Butler. Here's Jimmy Butler's spot. You and Jimmy Butler, same guy. I'm working on my coffee skills. Um, after my career, I'm, I'm opening my coffee shop. Right now, I'm charging 20 bucks a cup. So if you if you want some, come through. People think you're joking, but you have a French press here, right? I got everything. <laughs> 20 bucks a cup. Uh, small, medium, and large. All of it's $20 a cup. So, um, Why is that. your coffee special, Selmate? 
because like you can't get coffee nowhere here. So I might bump it up to thirty bucks a cup. Just depends. People here can afford it, so anybody complaining? That's true. You got you know uh, what, Rich? That's great. Rich, you can afford my cup of coffee. Yo, you, you can't want good, five if you bucks? want good coffee every morning. Fuck. Otherwise, you're getting my piss shit that I yeah. bring from uh, Ralph. Yeah, I like it, Spot. Man, uh, you know, Spotty Butler. Spot brings up a good point. Hell, maybe I should charge twenty bucks a it cup. Sounds yeah, it sounds like. It sounds weak, but when you're paying for the ingredients and you're putting that extra effort and love into it, I feel what Spot's saying. It's not like he's not offering you coffee. And think of what Jimmy Butler is also saying. Yo, I'm in the I'm in the bubble here with guys that make twenty five million dollars yep. a year. He Hold goes on twenty bucks. Fuck it, I, you know. I'm and gonna, he went out of his way to get all that stuff together and bring it there and. Good Spot. I'm gonna brew you a cup right now, and I'm gonna show you. How oh, it is. oh no. I want to actually have a little take. Can you give me a shot? Yeah. All right, fine, cool. Also, Spot. Is, oh, he's going to try to hook me in. He's doing, know what he's doing? He's doing the John Taffer Bar Rescue oh, trick, which is, yeah. hey, this one's on the house. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, look at Spot. <gasps> oh, no. You a little sign, Spot, right above your, your kitchen right there. It's a Spotty's no, Barista Bitch Cafe. Yeah, Barista Beach. And if you don't know that stupid reference, someone called up one time. This had to be, what, six months to a year ago? Yeah. And they, they told a joke. And the punchline was six months. This was way before the quarantine. Yeah, no, so this must have been like three years ago. By someone now. called up, and the the punchline to their joke was, "Barista bitch," and we couldn't figure out what it meant. Barista and then they hung beach. up. Barista bitch. Barista bitch. Barista bitch. That was the punchline. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk One Hundred Three. Now, oh. just when I was feeling good, I feel even worse because I realized what a low-budget setup we got. This guy has movie-quality Zoom capabilities. I feel like I'm talking to a real-life movie. Let's welcome back our pal, <laughs> Matt Iceman, everybody. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. It's great to be here. I'd appreciate it if you'd refer to me by my official term, the Prince of Zoom. Prince my of Zoom. Goodness. Do you impress yeah. people every meeting you have? Honestly, is this a, is are you priding so, yourselves you, on Zoom? I, I will tell you the, the story behind this. I, I'm at home. I'm in my office. I uh, my cousin is a professional photographer, um, and like so many during the pandemic, he had nothing to do. There's no work. He can't right. shoot in a studio, and so he was. We we did a family reunion call, and I looked at his setup, and it was similar to this. Imagine. You know, like a Scorsese tracking shot, like the, the soft focus behind it. I'm like, dude, that's incredible. He's like, I can set you up. So he came over to my house and set up the most ridiculous setup. It, and it works. Been, yeah, it is. Well, so he did this and he goes, I'm like, dude, I got to pay. He goes, nope. Just if if people are impressed, tell him Jeff Christensen, my cousin, uh, <laughs> he, he's unbelievable. Akbar, Akbar came over. I, I, Akbar literally drove to my house. We had to do like the COVID switch. I let him come into my house so he could do a broadcast from my house because my setup is that good. It really is. It's it like does. he has glamour lighting or something. It's fa- yeah. And it's like it's film Oprah quality. Lighting, Oprah lighting. He's, he's like Susan Lucci uh, uh, back in the 90s on, on the soap Susan opera. You know when he's they would, glamour Susan shot. Lucci. You look like, uh, really? like you know how Barbara you Walters you know Barbara Walters would always have like yeah, some sort of glamour lens. Vaseline on the screen. Look at you. Exactly. You're doing the chapstick <laughs> trick. I've seen that on TikTok. He's getting uh, glamour shots at the mall later today. And you guys on the other the hand look like you're playing call of duty i mean you've got the janet jackson headsets <laughs> yeah. on and everything yeah i'm gonna expose yes. my nipple any second now yeah we're, we're sitting in spotty's living room we're not gonna try to pull one over on you matt we're in the same room we're, we're in the same room but for optic reasons you know we're supposed to not be together and so if we're pulling the curtain back i'm actually from where you guys normally are at the serious studios west out here in los angeles that's like three blocks from my house right now Oh wow! So we could have been that much closer. Look at we that. Could have been that much Look closer. Look at that. But 
But, you know, it, it's amazing. These are the times where it's amazing when you can figure out how to do something. And thank God, because uh, it sucks. It sucks. As so many people know, not working is is fun for a few days. And then right. you're like, this, this really sucks. That's how we started the show. You know, yeah. just another weekend gone by. And you're like, oh. Hey, Matt. What, what and then you go show? on social media just to feel good and have pickups and things. Oh. <laughs> Let me ask you. Do you... Uh, are you hobnobbing and all? Are you getting out there? Or are you still playing it super safe? Like, do, is there a part of you that feels like, as Spot said the other day, I love Spot's analogy. Spot said, I feel like I'm going 65 in the right lane and everyone else is going 90 in the left lane. And I'm like, am I the only one playing by the rules? Uh, are you, do, do you feel like it's about time everyone's just going to say fuck it and do whatever they want? Honestly, I thought after Labor Day, I, I kind of thought it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, p- personally, I've been trying to be cautious. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a mask when I'm going out. Of course. Uh, I have rheumatoid arthritis, so my medication compromises my immune system a bit. So I am, I am wary of it. But at the same time, like I, I've gone out and played golf, which is approved. Like, the golf courses are open. It's, you're outdoors. It's socially distant. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's been, uh, it, it, there's so much unknown. It's, it's just bananas. And it, like, I, I, uh, you're, you're trying to do everything right because you would feel so stupid. Right. Uh, yeah. if you just were, you know, you just did something dumb, but at the same time, you, you, I, I understand how people are feeling. You need life to go on in some way. And what's, you know, you, you out here in California, Newsom has said, we won't open up until there's less than one case per 100,000. Will things be back to normal? Jeez. And from a medical point of view, that's that may never happen. The coronavirus is, it's not going to go away. There'll always be a low level. And you, and you think that those are unachievable standards. Mm-hmm. So you start to say, there's got to be, you know, we, we got to find that middle lane where you're doing 70, yeah. you know, you're, you're <laughs> going past the, the highway patrol guys. That's, but maybe that's we'll the next goal. And, and for people at home saying, well, I don't care what the host of American Ninja Warrior thinks about this. Let's keep in mind that Matt Iceman's a doctor, okay? Yeah, He's and doctor- I will tell you, I've never been so glad that I left medicine to do entertainment as oh. during this pandemic. My my friend, my classmates are, you know, one of them is Jen Ashton, who's the uh, medical correspondent for Good Morning America. And, and we grew up together and her her brother's a doctor as well. He's a plastic surgeon, but he got called in. He was like, I'm going to volunteer going to the ER. He got COVID. He's okay. But you see it where uh, it's a challenge and the the knowledge base is evolving with it. We're trying to keep up, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to shut down a country, right? It's hard to be shut down. Well, you know what was shut down, Kavino? The barbershop. The second time we were about to run the course. I know. It's almost like it's destined not to happen where the first time we hung with you, Matt, at the set of American Ninja Warrior. The union guys came in and shut oh, it down right, right, in front of us. right before Camino and yeah. I went. And then right in March, right around the time... I, this could be a Chinese government conspiracy, keeping Covino and Rich <laughs> yes. from running the course. Yeah. True. I, it was in March, and they said, all right, next Saturday, yeah. you guys ready? You're running the course. Matt and Akbar invited you guys again. And then it was like, oh, sorry, coronavirus. So I'm, I feel like it's like destiny for us to never do this, Covino. Yeah. We, we were, actually, I felt, I felt, wow, fucking, I got, I got away with one. That's how I felt about it. My back was killing me. The confidence, I was, Yeah, I was starting to like feel nervous about it. I had the nervous farts thinking about how bad I was going to do on this. And, you know, it didn't, didn't happen. But at that time, we thought, oh, so what? We got two weeks of this? And then, look, mm-hmm. six months later, here we are. 
So, congratulations on the 12th season yeah. of American yeah, Ninja Warrior. You guys Warrior, nailed it, man. though, because it was it was March 12th. We were yeah. supposed to start. Yep. Um, and March 11th was the day the dominoes started to fall. So, the course was set up at Universal Studios. The athletes had all flown in. We had all the crowds. And, you know, it, it, it literally was within about a three-hour period where when that morning it was like, hey, we're, we're good. We're, tomorrow it's good to go. All systems go to, hey, you know, this is getting a little more serious. We might try to do it without a crowd to, you know what, we may po- postpone a day or two. And then by the end of three hours, they're like, it's it's on hold. The whole season's on hold. We don't know what's happening. And so like everyone else, it's been this limbo, but we we figured out a way that we could actually shoot this season. It took us four months of going through the logistics. We end up going to St. Louis, get the dome at the America Center where the Rams used to play, 80,000 seats. Wow. We build the, the course indoors there, and no, no fans. Not a single person could be in the building outside of our crew. There were only three ninjas near the course at a time. And Akbar and I, we, they built a bigger host tower, so right. we weren't, yeah. we weren't, you know, inhaling each other's fumes. Although we ended up close, but it it was it was a logistical effort to figure out where to do it. Well, tell us about. Well, congratulations on pulling it off, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but what is the vibe? change like we watched football sort of unaffected I thought, by the way, I watching thought football, at home i thought football yesterday was fantastic i think it i, I thought watching me the too, games Rich. was great yeah me too and I, you know the funny thing with football that i noticed more than baseball baseball every time you see a pitch you see the empty stands you see those plastic exactly. cutouts. with football the camera's a little more elevated so when you were watching yesterday yeah you rarely saw the stands other than like pats and and, and field goals and and uh i i think that the crowd noise people like, don't pipe it in it's like it, it's like a laugh track on a sitcom. I mean, it, it just, yep. it took, I, when I was watching football, it felt normal for us. Again, we're in a dome, 80,000 people. There could be three ninjas. Normally there are thousands of people lying in the course and in the stands. Right. And, and to have it be completely empty, we didn't know what it was going to be like either. But I think what saved us was everybody was so grateful to be out of the, the house after four months. You know, at that point it was four months of, of lockdown when we shot in July and people not knowing if it was going to happen. Everyone, it felt it felt like it was something special. It, it almost felt like we were, we shouldn't be doing it. Where right. it's like, we, we, we did everything to, to the letter of the law and then some. But it was it was a surreal experience where everyone was so grateful to be there. I, I thought the energy actually, was, it was different, but it was it was awesome. Yeah. And, and listen, with your thing, the action is nonstop on the ninja. So, yeah. you know, much like football, it's a constant action. So, yeah, minus a few crowd shots. But I, th- I think much like that, you can pull and it Matt, off. Hold on. Matt and Akbar are so great. Honestly, this is where your chemistry probably is the most appreciated. No, I would yeah. imagine. Like, you guys are so great and such a great team. And you get so excited that I think yeah. they probably well, owe you a raise after this season. So it was a little <laughs> weird because you goddamn right we yeah. deserve a raise, Steve. <laughs> So here's what was weird was, again, we had the, the crowd noise is piped in during the show, um, but they, they don't pipe it in when they're running just because editing purposes, they don't want it there. We, we could hear the ninjas could hear us from like the third obstacle on. So you're up there like Rich Davis. It looks like his grip is giving out. Clearly, has been. You're, hey, I can hear you. <laughs> a couple of them actually yelled to us like, "Don't tell me how I could screw this up." We're like, "Sorry, oh, that's so but funny." You, you know, you're not going to go to Jim Nance, like, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's Jesse Grab on the warped wall. We're not. We're not going to yeah. do that. So it was. It was. It. It really was. I think. And as soon as. As soon as we started, because the other thing for us is we we wear uh, ears in 
that really block out all the noise so we can hear each other. When the crowd noise is pumped in, we're either intently watching the course or we have to watch monitors when it's too far away with our screen. So for us, it, after a certain point, it felt the same. It felt the mm-hmm. same as, as what we've been doing you know, for a decade now for me. So, so I think uh, I, I, you know, this will be the second episode tonight. I, I, I thought it came out pretty amazingly. because And everyone gets it. Like, look, this is not the same. It was yeah. during the pandemic. There are no crowds. But I think we pulled it off pretty well. Much like uh, UFC, where some of the fighters could hear the announcers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty well, were, That was interesting because they were saying sometimes they would hear technique or, hey, he's trying to slip a grab, you know, watch it, and, and they could hear it. But but it's one of those things, too, where you're like, all right, well, that's the new normal. Sorry. You know, we're, yeah. we're not going to change it. Take take this information and do with it what you will. And, uh, Matt, are you noticing that, again, this is only the second week of the 12th season tonight, 8 p.m. on NBC, are you noticing that the ratings are up? More people watching TV because there's less so to do. Like, we won. We won the night uh, with a number that was one of the lower numbers we've ever had. But and the numbers on broadcast TV have been awful. Yeah, I don't know what normal is anymore. I have no idea. Well, I, I think what's happened is you know the most interesting thing and the thing that's kind of terrifying for traditional broadcast TV is people are learning new content consumption habits. People don't necessarily have that nine to five job. They and they're watching, you know, Netflix and Hulu. They're consuming things more on demand. So we've already seen though, we're starting to get numbers for the DVRs for the people who are watching it delayed. And it is it's coming up to back to what it had been, but but it is when you look at what TV has done versus a year ago at this time, just people aren't watching yeah. the night of. And it's gonna be interesting because it's dangerous when people learn new habits for, for people who like the old habits, right. For, mm-hmm. for traditional TV. So it's been a shift and, and we'll see. I, to me, football is going to be uh, probably the most powerful force to try to get people back because it is something live sports. Everybody watches it day of. Mm-hmm. And within that, the networks can advertise their shows and remind people, Hey, Ninja's back because you know, if you're not watching NBC, we put a billboard up. Maybe you see something in Twitter but it's really hard to let people know that new stuff is back. So our show's doing the same thing where we're really trying to drive awareness for other shows that are coming back on NBC too. I, I didn't watch it yet because I'm one of those guys that have it on the DVR. So, uh, Matt, are, are the contestants, are the ninjas a little chubbier this season because of the COVID-19? <laughs> I'll tell you the hosts are. That's for sure. The, <laughs> the, the uh, ninja like, yeah, with his gut so, hanging out. Yeah, that was a, that's a good point, Steve. So you know, they, they were due to start in March, and they get told, hey – it's it's we don't know when it's happening if it's happening at all so it's in at that point it's hard to stay like game ready right indefinitely but the other confounding variables where do you, where do you train at a gym all the gyms are shut down unless they own a gym they don't have access to obstacles so we were worried we were going to have some slothy <laughs> slothy slugs yeah. out on the course or current through herbivores but but again, like the performances were crazy. There were a couple people who said, like, I just passed out. I, I just, I didn't have it where I normally would. But by and large, uh, they, they roast the occasion. We did see, so this was the other thing that's really interesting. And I've noticed this, if you've watched any golf, I, 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 there's something I've noticed where for the younger, less experienced athletes, not having a crowd has helped them because I think, if you're playing in Tiger Woods with, with Tiger or something and the crowd's going nuts, I think the nerves get there. But I don't know if you watched, like, Colin Morikawa was 23, won the PGA, and 
he was playing like it's, you know, a pickup game with your friends on a Tuesday at a Muni. So I, I think for some of the ninjas, it may actually have been a little easier not having tens of thousands of people there, that it may have been something where you, if you don't have that experience regulating yourself, it, it helped that they weren't there. Yeah, it's so, too overwhelming. I don't know. It's interesting. They were saying you know, that, uh, I, have you noticed that? Because I have noticed this exactly what he's saying in sports. They were sure. saying that about uh, road teams yesterday in the NFL. The whole idea yeah. of a road yeah. team is not going to be like you know playing in Seattle or playing in Minnesota or playing in the you know one of the domes like in New Orleans. Yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be the struggle it once was. But to back up something else, you said Matt about how younger people consume differently. They were saying that about the NFL as well. People are saying, hey, look, the NFL's ratings are down because of everything going on. But then they've had the, sh- the highest streaming numbers ever. Yeah. And NBC Sunday Night Football, which is on your network, that's the yeah. number one rated show in television still. So it's, yeah. uh, people, and it's, people it's consume great. it. People consume it, it, it differently. People are. And it's it's the, the thing is content is king, right? If you have something compelling, if you have football, if you have two charming gentlemen who run their mouths on Sirius XM, yeah. pe- people enjoy it. They'll find a way to listen to it, but it may not be old way. It's just, it's, it's interesting figuring out how do you monetize it? Cause I think with streaming, they haven't quite, uh, they haven't gotten on board the same way as they have with uh, traditional network. Matt Eisman on the Cavino and Rich show, 12th season of American Ninja Warrior. Uh, 12 seasons. You've been kicking so much ass doing this. Do you still get a thrill? Like, I'm, I thought of you last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, Matt's on the show. You thought of him last night? I did. Before? Watching the football game. And then there was a, a, you <laughs> I thought it was during the football game. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not while I was in bed or yeah. anything not showering. Like that. Not showering. <laughs> uh, it, when I was pinching my nipples, I was thinking of you, Matt. And uh, no. And, and I saw the commercial for the new season during the middle yeah. of the game. And, you, you know, you figure so many people watching. That has to be great promotion. You know, oh, do you still dude, get I was on the couch. Okay. I, like, I was like, that's me. That's, that's awesome. Me. Okay, All good. Right. All right. I love it. You Chris. appreciate it. You appreciate it. Okay, good. Oh, no, I, I, that's, I, I think that's one of the things is uh, I, never, I never forget how lucky I am to be doing what I'm doing. It is, it's just ridiculous. The stuff I get to do, uh, you know, meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger through the Celebrity Apprentice yeah. and, and getting to go on RuPaul's Drag Race and be a, <laughs> you know, in high heels. I was like six foot 11, this huge queen going out there and, and, you know, and we've met, we've met like Tariko and all these guys and Shaq and, and, and it's just, it's, it's, I, I love what I do. And the fact that I'm watching football, which is what I would have been, you know, no matter where I would, and to see like my show on there or you know, the show I get to host on there. Yeah. I, I, I love, and I, I, you know, I'm on the couch alone. I'm still kind of looking around going. Anyone see that? I know, I know, I know. Deep down, deep down inside, you on Collinsworth and uh, and Al Michaels oh, yeah. to, like small talk about you. <laughs> we've we've done we've done some teasers where and look, I'll pull the pull the wool back. We cheat yeah. it. So like when we shoot something, we'll be like, uh, back to you in the booth, Al, uh, and and with them and like we did it with Tariko and they we, Tariko actually showed up in the booth in Vegas last year, and we're just talking to this guy. He's like, my God, I've watched this guy for decades yeah. and. And yeah, and especially Al Michaels, I was just watching them. I still think he's the best in the business. And you think 1980, he did the miracle call. And, you know, that's what, 40 years ago, Uh, the guy's still at the top of his game. It's bananas. Hey, Matt. I'm hoping hoping I become that for, like, reality TV hosting. Like, you remember his (laughs) calls back in Ninja Warrior in 2010? You can do that in sport. You're a great commentator. Speaking of, so is your co-host. And, you know, we've been talking to you for a few years now, Matt, but we had never met Akbar. Do you remember where we met him, Rich? It was right Uh, before life changed. The Super Bowl. We finally met Akbar, got to talk to him, and what a great guy. I wanted to ask you, you know, you guys are hosts of a, a competition show. Are you guys competitive at all? 
No, because really he not at all. I mean, like, oh, listen, really? look, he's six six two sixty. He played in the NFL. He still has a six pack. I'm like, what are we going to be competitive about? Movie trivia? I, mean, I got you there, but I don't think career. He cares. I mean, anything. Oh, by it's the way, funny to be by the way, about. Matt, I know you got a, a bunch of other shit going on. Live rescue on A and E, but you're hosting yeah. a trivia podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, Factorious. So, and, and, and I love, I love trivia. I love all that. So I think if Akbar wants to step into the Thunderdome with me on trivia, <laughs> all right, he's going right. down. All right. If it's anything physical or anything about who's more charming. All right, Akbar, I give it to you. <laughs> well, uh, we have a new game show that if you want to come on here, we debuted it on, fr- uh, on Friday. It's oh, a, yeah. Who wants a fiery butthole? Right. And we have, uh, we have, uh, what the, we have the bean boozled <laughs> we have the bean boozled jelly beans they range from like habanero to oh. well, they're like disgusting oh. jelly beans and if you get a trivia question wrong you got to eat one and we're it's, it was a, it was a huge hit on friday yeah if you hit. yeah if you want to see it man is uh <laughs> and maybe buy into it it's at cavino and rich yes on our, uh, i love Instagram. it i love it i, I you got to have consequences you know either you don't win a win million dollars mm-hmm. you don't get the super bowl trophy or you have a fiery butthole for right. a few days. That's the and, uh, payoff. Those are, it, those are stakes. And in case That's what you're we call wondering, the business, stakes. I had a, a, a fiery butthole all weekend because of the stakes. Yes. <laughs> you weren't good at trivia. What, yes, what's that, exactly. what's that what message was. So on, your, on the trivia podcast, give us an example. Can you give us like one trivia question? I want to oh, see if well, me, Kevin, or... I, I can do that right now. So the game is called Factorious. Here's okay. how it works. Okay. So I'll give you a clue. That clue is the first letter or letters of the answer, if it's okay. multiple words. Okay. Then I will give you the facts about that clue. When you think you know the answer, Kavino uh, and Rich, say your name. That's how you'll buzz in. Okay. You'll enough. have a chance to answer. If you answer, you get the points. But if you get it wrong, your opponent will get the remainder of the facts and will almost certainly get those points. So Ooh, okay. you want to guess early, but not too early. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to play Factorious? Yes! I am. <laughs> okay, first question is worth 50 points. Once again, when you think you know the answer, say your name. That's how you buzz in. Don't say the answer. Say your name. Fuck, you're good at this, man. I know. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> your first clue is S. Okay, S. 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 Starts with an S, all right. Here are the facts. The original S was opened in the early 70s by three founders an English teacher, a history teacher, and a writer. The English teacher was Jerry Baldwin, who in 2000 established J. Baldwin Wines. People often marvel at the rapid expansion of S. Covino. Covino coming in early. This would be a good one. What was it? Starbucks. Boom! No fiery butthole for you on this one. That's 50 points for you, Covino. Damn! No fiery butthole for this guy. Wow. What tipped it? How did you know from, from just the wine? We visited the original one in Seattle. Remember we went on a oh, road yeah. trip? Yeah. And I remember hearing about the wine stuff. So and you S was the well, first. There it you is. I, I never thought Camino paid attention to anything. We went on we went on a road trip. You always think that. And you're always wrong. Let's yeah, go. Right, could you Camino one, has let's, 50 let's, points. Yeah, Rich, you should more. pay attention. Here's your next okay. clue. K-A-K-A. Okay. K.A. was a legendary leader who, according to medieval histories, led the defense of Britain against Saxon invaders. In a famous 1981 film, K.A. was portrayed by classical stage actor Nigel Terry. Are you Googling, Rich? No. (laughs) K.A.'s historical... I'm not. I'm not. not. Just making sure. (laughs) K.A.'s historical basis has long been debated by scholars. Some say he was an actual historical figure, while others maintain he is simply a creature of folklore. The legends of K.A. include many other characters, including Uther Pendragon, 
Merlin, and Lancelot. Come on. Oh, you guys are medieval nerds. In some legends, K.A. is said to have drawn the sword Excalibur. King Arthur. Oh, there it is. Rich gets 15 because he was a Dungeons and Dragons dork. He was never like me. Yeah, but as soon as you said the the sword. The sword. Damn it. Okay. Fine. All right, the game is tied up at 50 points. All right. Here we go. Your next clue to break this tie okay. is JT. JT. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guys. Cues, uh, clues first. Hey. Here we go. <laughs> JT once sang a duet with Miley Cyrus. Mm. Wait. It's on the soundtrack for the movie Bolt. JT said some of the best advice he ever received was from Marlon Brando. And it went as follows. Don't expect things from people that they can't give you. In 1975, this is going to do it. JT shot to stardom for his role as Vinnie Barbarino. Got it. In oh, Vino. John Travolta. Vino? Damn it. John Travolta. Bingo! Yeah, John Travolta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adele. All right, only Dazim. a couple more questions Adele. here, Rich. Dazim. Steve could run away with it, right. or you could salvage some dignity and possibly not leave with the fiery red hot butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loser has to eat one. Uh, no. Loser yes. has to okay. eat a fiery butthole right. or a jelly bean? Right, jelly bean. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Your next clue LN. LN. LN was born on June 7th, 1952 in Ballymena County, Antrim, in Northern Ireland. Liam Neeson. Four- Rich. Fuck. Rich yeah. Liam Neeson yeah. pulling wow. it out and it's time. Yeah, Rich yeah. has a particular set of skills. <laughs> oh, skills wow. that make his butthole safe for this round. Yeah. All right. All right. Tied here it is. The tiebreaker question. Right, here we go. This is it. Whoever gets this correct will be crowned <laughs> the Cavino and Rich Butthole Factorious <laughs> Champion. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just can't stop saying butthole. What does that say about me? Here we go. We're on to clue for the championship. The clue is A. The clue is A. In one version of A's story, A's father is an evil wizard and his mother is a queen. His parents abandoned him shortly after his birth. Now, in another version of an A story, when A's hand was eaten by piranhas, he replaced it with a spear. It's really cool because he's got a spear arm. Look, looks good. A is one of the founding members of the Justice League. The adventurer was recently played by the usually shirtless Jason Momoa. Aquaman, Rich. No, no, no. I heard Cavino slightly ahead. It's Aquaman. Yeah. It's Aquaman. I said Rich had said it, but he didn't ring in. Cavino is the champion. Rich Davis once again. Yes. Yo, hold on. Here's the stakes. Here's the payoff, man. You get to witness it. Yeah. There it is. Yo, Matt, just think of how great this could be if we just combine forces. I feel like this is the future of yes. gaming right here, guys. Here we just is. invented it. Uh, this is going to be the new Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. They'll yell out, instead of wheel, oh, we'll hear spicy butthole. Spicy butthole. This might be one of like the I think that's hot, one of the hot ones. Hot, oh, oh, no. I think it's the cayenne one. Let's see. All right. Oh, you got to see his face. He's already frowning. No, while he... Uh, oh, my God. This is like... <laughs> it's so bad. It really is. 
I want to give props because that was so much fun, Matt. And I gotta say, man, again, we're radio buffoons. We do stuff on ESPN. You're great at what you do, man. You're oh, so thanks, good at man. it. And just even that was so good. Give me water, please. No, 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 no. Hold on, Factorious, a oh, trivia God. game podcast available on all podcast platforms. Matt Iceman gives the contestants clues and facts, and you saw it play out here on the Cavino and Rich Show, Factorious. And if you want to hit them up. At Matt Iceman on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Matt Iceman, and the 12th season of American Ninja Warrior. Are you all right, buddy? Oh, God. Are you? Hey, man, I want to thank you. You're always great. Uh, uh, you, know, you, you guys, you uh, guys are, uh, and I continued success, boys. Thank you, man. I it's always you. fun to see Hope you. Hope get back into the studio soon. Us too. And when we do, we'll see you soon, man. Anytime. Thank you all so right, much. Well, boys. Thank you so much. Matt Iceman, everybody. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Now, where do we start with this? Where do we start? Uh, start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. That is true. And that starts with you, my friend. That starts with me going to Texas. That's right. Spend the time out of California. And then as a consideration, as a nice gesture when I got back here, we said I would get... Well, we were breaking your balls a little bit, <laughs> oh, too. But yeah. Uh, hey, get, get the coronavirus test. Get the COVID test before... Coronavirus! We all hang again. Thank you, Cardi B. Coronavirus! And I said, you know, let me find a place. I looked up online. I'm like, what place is doing quick results? Who's doing, who's doing rapid testing? Who's, doing, who's getting the job done? And I found a place called Thrive, a men's clinic. And right. they were doing a quick 15-minute. By the way, it didn't even take 15 minutes. It was a quick blood test where it was an antibody test, and it let you know if you currently had it. So it was a double doozy. Okay, the double doozy. <laughs> double doozy. So I go in, and I meet this guy, Billy. Mm -hmm. And you hit it off. This guy's a great guy. Speaks your language. East Coast guy. Shamon. Billy Shamon. Right. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> He's living out here in L.A. Rich came back like he found his new best friend. I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, man. I said, this guy, it's going to well, be the Billy and Rich show. Well, you know why this, this guy, he seemed like he was really running a good operation. Yeah, no, for like, sure. Like uh, and then you guys went because what happened was I went there, did the COVID test, came back negative, awesome, hung with you guys again. And he said, hey, listen, while you're here, I got your blood. You want me to run it through some tests? Because at the men's clinic, Thrive, a men's clinic, they do testing for testosterone and to see where you're at at 40. I'm 40 now. Spot, you just turned 40. You're Camino? a man. You're 40. I'm yeah. a man. Come I'm 40. Me. Yeah, for those of you at home, I don't tell my age anymore, but let's just say I'm older than these guys. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm 44. You're kidding, right? right? I know I have the penis of a 24-year-old, but I mean, I'm really 44. Well, we'll find out who, what you have the testosterone of. Right. That we because, don't know. Because this guy, Billy, and his partner, Dr. Jeff Nazar, or as you call them, Nazar. I don't know which it is. <laughs> well, we'll find out. They, uh, they invited you guys as well. Right. You got the blood work done. So all three of us have had the blood work done. None of us know our results. Well, first, let me also say this. Spot and I went menstrive.com, menstrive.com for more information. Hit up Billy or Jeff. We went there, and we had the same experience. I walked in, and it's very masculine. I mean, even the color scheme of the place. It's I'm a like, men's clinic. Yeah, this, this, this is a men's clinic. I feel, like, really cool about this. Right, Spot? There was something oh, about yeah, the vibe, it was, it had, and it yeah. smelled like, like, oh, man, it has a nice smell to it. The look of it was cool, and it was, as you described, Rich, in and out, and Billy came in. I'm like, this must be the guy because, yep. you know, I've heard about him. And we took our blood work, and, and, and he said that uh, we were... Here's what Spot and I know as of now. Yeah. We are both COVID-free. Neither of us have had it, mm -hmm. and we're free of it 
as we speak. That's all we know. That's all I know. That's all we know. Yeah. But before we get to the results, yeah. right, let's welcome with glory and renown from Thrive Men's Clinic. Menstrive.com is the website. Yeah. Let's welcome Billy and Dr. Jeff to the Cavino. Hey, guys. Show. How are, how are What's you? What's going fellas? on, guys? How's it going? So, Jeff, is it Nazar? Yes, sir. Jeff Nazar. Nazar. Okay. I was, I was right. So, no, no, no. It is Nazar. Nazar. Oh, he said, yes, sir. <laughs> so I was right. <laughs> Shit. All right. So I've won something so far today. Okay. All right. So uh, Dr. Jeff Nazar is here. What a beautiful office and, and, and thing you got going on over there. Congratulations on that. And Billy, is it Billy Shamon? Shamoon? It's Shamon. Yeah. Shamon. All right. All right. So Billy Shamon, what a, what a great partnership you guys have going on there what a great team you are yeah because i'll tell you what billy he had us at hello jeff he did yeah. yes he had us <laughs> he, at hello he, he does that yes yes so so tell us yeah. i guess we'll start with the benefits right rich or? yeah tell us why guys around our age i'm guessing a lot of our listeners in their 30s and 40s why should people go get checked out their testosterone levels give, give us the benefits of why guys should be doing this type of thing sure so you know unfortunately it is not being checked as often as it should. A lot of you know, primary care doctors um, will run a whole panel and they just will not check testosterone for whatever reason. It's a little bit difficult to manage and it's just not their forte and they'd rather just not get involved or for some other reasons that I'm not sure about. They just don't check their testosterone. Now, at the age of 30, uh, you know, testosterone levels tend to begin to decline um, about one to two percent a year wow. on average. Wow. And um, unfortunately, even some people will seek out psychotherapy and psychiatry help because one of the, the symptoms of low testosterone is depression and irritability. And these patients are being placed on these antidepressants and SSRIs that have a slew of side effects and they're not treating the underlying cause, which is potentially low testosterone. So it's really important for them to have their testosterone checked to be able to address the underlying cause. Other things could be things like weight gain, um, high blood pressure, um, no. you know, erect dysfunction. Do or Dr. Jeff, I have, I have a question. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but a few things that I want to know along the way. This is, this is gradual, right? I mean, this is just a part of aging, though, but it affects people differently and more so in different ways than in other people, right? Because some people, their right. testosterone level goes down, but they're not necessarily depressed. Is that fair exactly. to say? Okay, okay. Exactly. Okay. And I see some patients, I had one yesterday who's had that same problem, with low testosterone, but he's like, but my sex drive is fine, but my mood is down and my energy is down and I need to take these midday naps, but my sex drive is fine and my erectile health is fine. So how could this be low T? So my answer to that is that it does affect people differently. Okay. It can affect one person's sex drive and not their mood and vice versa and a whole, you know, list of other symptoms that, that they can cause. Right, right. Because and this happens around 30, as he said. Well, uh, everything he's saying could absolutely affect not only your relationship with your wife or girlfriend, but your coworkers and people around. Because if you're irritable, you're, you're strut, lazy, depressed, or any of these things are 
possible side effects from low testosterone. And you might be thinking, hey, what's going on with me? And it could really just be attributed to not getting your testosterone levels checked like you could with these guys. But, but uh, before we continue, I also, you know, because we're all trying to gauge ourselves and our moods and where we are in life, and clearly it goes down, right? There's going to be a gradual decline. But when you talk about your 30s, you know, let's talk about your, your prime, your primo, right? When your boner's raging, right? <laughs> you know, as far as I would say, extra veiny. veiny. So veiny. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So veiny. Uh, so you veiny. know, the ones you wake up with sometimes. You know, what are the numbers? I don't know where they even start. Like, what is high testosterone, like, really living it up? Like, I'm not talking dangerous testosterone. I'm talking, like, normal, high like like twenty something twenty something year old guy, guy like, uh, testosterone level. The, the the breeze gives you a boner type of right. Yeah. What, what would that number be? I don't even know how to calculate that. That is a great question. So the range for normal testosterone in quotations is from three hundred to about fifteen hundred, and I say quotations because that is such a wide range. Right. And so if you have a testosterone level of 400, you might just get written off by your primary care and they're going to say, well, you're normal. Have a nice day. There's something else going on. Go to your psychiatrist or, you know, whatever. So I've noticed that our patients start having symptoms about under 500, sometimes under 550, but definitely the symptoms start to creep up under 500. But by, by textbook, you don't have low T if you're at 301. And that is extremely unfair to males out there because they're so symptomatic. I see it all the time, and I see their symptoms reversed. So to answer your question, I like to have our patients at about 1,000 to about 1,100. Okay, That is where it's safe and optimized. And beyond that, it starts to just increase the side effects and less – about the benefits. Okay, so you want to be around a thousand to eleven hundred. Thousand eleven hundred. That would that would that would that would mean yeah, you're uh, like your energy, your energy levels, your sex drive, your all, all things are are cranking on all cylinders if you're around a thousand. Am I getting that right, Doctor Jeff? Absolutely. Back yes. in the game, kicking ass again. Okay. You're all fired up, feeling like you're you know twenty something. But again, from three hundred to fifteen hundred is what he's saying. Those are the numbers. Three hundred to fifteen hundred. Now. I also want to hear from Billy too, because I mean Billy is a beefcake. I could see his triceps. <laughs> I could see his triceps uh, sticking out from the sweatshirt. I know Look at this guy. So, so Billy, like, were your numbers low? I'm assuming your numbers. I mean, you worked My at the clinic. My numbers were. Yeah. I'm assuming they're they're between. Yeah. What got, what got you guys involved in this? Was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because this is not something you just start so, doing. It's, yeah. So I was really low, and you know, and Dr. Jeff was low too. So. Obviously, Dr. Jeff is treating me, hence why I feel this good and I look this good. It's all to that guy right there. You know, I owe it all to him. And he's such a great doctor. I mean, everybody loves him when, when they come in here. He just he works with them one on one. He makes them like super like, you know, he kind of, you know, tailors to their goals. You know, they want to feel good. He helps them feel good. And it's a big part of our concept over here. We want everybody to be, you know, healthy, safe and back to what they felt like when they were, you know, young. I mean, I feel fantastic. But what was happening? Me, Let, let's take it from the beginning. Where were you before you started taking this treatment? So, so I was at like 196. Wow, 197 wow. was my number. And how were you and looking and feeling? Were, I, I mean, I kind of was a little bit soft, 
you know, because I'm not really, I'm, I'm pretty strong, but okay. I just felt like I couldn't focus. I wasn't, I was definitely like not there. Focus wise, I was, you know, like spacey. I couldn't focus on more than one thing. Um, my energy levels were horrible. I felt like my recovery sucked too. Like I would go to the gym and kill myself and then I would like fly out and like fatigue. Okay. So when I kind of like, you know, uh, I sat with Dr. Jeff, we kind of talked it out and we did my labs and we kind of knew where it was. And from then on, we, we, you know, he, he helped me, you know, you know, advance in this thing and like get really good at like, you know, my numbers, my numbers are super consistent now. I mean, I'm super strong. I mean, for me being 40 years old, my numbers are ridiculously consistent. And that's what I was looking for. You know, I didn't like the spikes where it was like really low and it would go high and low. Tell us how it, it changed your life, though. How did it change your life as far as your, your sex drive, your physique, your, your energy, energy level, everything? Yeah. Listen, I always say this, and it's kind of funny. I tell the doctor, I could hang like buckets, like Home Depot buckets full of water on my erections right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's no our goal. Job. That's everyone's goal. Uh, Home you know, Depot like, buckets. That's, that's like, you know what I mean? Like, so I thought a towel me, was impressive. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, you got to do a five-gallon bucket. Wow, <laughs> man. That's great. So, that's impressive. Strength-wise, strength I'm super strong. Like, yeah. I mean, I can, I can probably bench 450 all day long right now. Like, no problem. Then, for me, um, I'm a better father, actually, because I can have the energy to play with, play with my kid. I could do stuff around the house. I could work all day over here and I just feel great. Like, I feel like I'm at my, like, like I'm in the top tier right now in my life. And it shows, and I, it shows when spot and I came to you. the office, you know, we came after our show. We're a little tired and lethargic. Oh, yeah. We just spent three hours dealing with rich. It's exhausting yeah. in our defense, <laughs> you know, and, and we go in there, and you're full of life and gusto, and, and you're just masculine beefcake. And you know, I could tell that you know you're lifting and you're feeling good about things. I do feel good, man. And I and I told I told you um, before I I owed all to Dr. Jeff. I mean, he's like God sent, man. He's a great man. He helped me a lot, and he helps a lot of people here. You know, and, and I'm very thankful for him. Hey, and so are our patients. Jeff, is there a story that stands out to you? Because um, I know there's older guys, too, like significantly older guys that come in and all of a sudden they're shredded again and get second life. Are there? Is there a story or anything that is like one stands of your out. Yeah, favorites? You know, to Billy's point, it really depends on the patient's goals, right? There are some people that their goals are just to make their sex life better with their wife. They've been you know, married for a while. They're like, I don't know if I'm just tired of her or what the deal is i'm just not into it and she's complaining and if that's the goal then that's what we're going to just address awesome. i'm not interested in his physique or you know whatever else because like we said earlier it doesn't either affect it or it's not important to that particular person so we need to make a unique plan for each, each just you know presentation so my favorites are the guys that come in who are having a hard time in their relationships and their work and their motivation is down, they're feeling depressed, and I put them on treatment and I do my follow-up in three months and they walk in like a completely different man, completely different man. That's almost so cool. unrecognizable. Yeah. Even though the you know physique part wasn't part of the goal, it happens your physique will improve. But they're walking in with their heads up, their shoulders broad, they're, you know, how you doing? And I'm like, wait a minute, 
is that you? The guy that walked in with his head down and he just shy and like, it's a beautiful thing. And it's the most rewarding thing for me to see that, you know, result. And I, and I love it because I bet you there's a lot of guys at home too taking down notes and saying, yeah, you know, that's what I want and that's what I need. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to get to some of the questions from our listeners. Well, hold on. In a Spot second. wrote down on his notes he wants his personal trainer to now add dick bucket days. Yeah, <laughs> dick bucket days. <laughs> yeah, for the workout. For the workout. Yeah. Now, I, 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 Work I up have, to those five gallons. Before we go to those questions, before we announce our numbers, right? Yeah, because I have we, we have our results, right? I got yeah. two more questions okay. personally. Now I'm going to get to like my personal questions and then questions from our listeners and then the the results by the way my big takeaway is that there seems to be a lot of people that are misdiagnosed by their regular doctor where you know they're 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 going other paths where if they just address their testosterone they could be way better off that's that's to me the big takeaway yeah uh again we're here with the the great guys from thrive men's clinic thrive a men's clinic men's thrive.com dr jeff nazar and billy shamon on the covino and rich show we all went there we got checked out my question was to Billy in the office, and both of you guys could chime in. Sometimes my concern is, you know, the aftermath and and the effects or possible side effects. You know, if I'm still in the business of baby making, does this help or could potentially hurt? Like, you don't want to mess with that sort of thing. What's your answer to that concern? So, yes, it does mess with it if you don't treat it properly. Um, when it's treated properly, if anything, you should be more fertile than you were before. Right. And the way you do that is you add another um, compounded drug called HCG, and HCG basically keeps your testicles to continue to produce more testosterone and sperm. So, so you're kind of keeping your natural production in addition to supplementing you know, injectable testosterone. Okay, so, so it's important if you plan to have kids to be on HCG in addition to testosterone. Okay, makes sense. All right, makes perfect sense. I'm glad you answered that. And then we've always heard about um, how Sly Stallone was a big proponent of of HGH and things like that, but his side of it was to prevent cancer and stuff like that. He always wanted to push uh, the use of it because it might prevent diseases that older guys get. Is there truth to that? And are there health benefits in that treatment? So HGH is a very heavily regulated drug um, that actually all that was said by that gentleman is actually not true. Not true. Uh, yeah, remember, you yeah, remember hearing that, right? Yeah, I do remember yeah, hearing you know, that. Like, yeah. You can prevent cancer, you know. Like, you know, so we always wonder, well, okay, it kind of makes sense. Like, if it keeps us younger, yeah. maybe, you know. And All right, so not true. Go in, to fact, in fact, if you look at the science and the physiology behind it, HGH is growth hormone. And what's happening is you're, you're multiplying the cells in your body so if there is a cancer present and you're taking growth hormone, you're, you could potentially be growing that cancer. Okay. So you have to make sure first. That's so great. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of HGH. We do have some you know, peptides that increase your growth hormone in case your goals are just to kind of bulk up. Um, but that's the only case that I would use that. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Now here's some questions. Uh, Testosterone-related questions from the friends from Thrive.com, Men'sThrive.com, from our listeners. Um, 
Does it interfere with natural testosterone production? We sort of answered that one already, right? That's why. Yes. Yeah, it does, right? So if you're no, baby it, making, it doesn't interfere. It, it doesn't. It, it, it does. It enhances. It enhances. Yes. So, so just to you know clarify a little bit on that. So what happens is there's a whole feedback mechanism between your anterior pituitary gland and the cells in your testicles, and the product is your testosterone. When your testosterone is high, whether naturally or artificially, it sends this feedback to your anterior pituitary and it says, listen, I have enough testosterone. I'm at a thousand or, you know, whatever. I don't need any more testosterone. So why don't you just shut this pathway off until it gets low and then I'll let you know and then you can produce more. That's how it goes. So when we're going to get their levels up, yes, your natural will temporarily shut off. This is from Mike Wheeler. Please ask these guys uh, their opinions on free testosterone supplements from GNC. What do you think about those, like eugenics and things like that? Waste of money. Okay. (laughs) Waste of money. Waste of money, even though Frank Thomas says ladies love it too. Yeah, Frank Thomas might be full of shit. (laughs) All right, okay. But that's good to know, guys. If I'm going to get your level from 300 with some supplements to 350 or 360, you think you're going to feel any better? It's so insignificant. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it might give you a little bump. Are you going to feel it? Absolutely not. Hey, doc, uh, Dr. Jeff, are there treatments for guys that are having trouble having kids? Guys that have been trying with their wives and it, and it could, be, could be them. Is that, are there treatments where you could uh, better your chances as a guy? Yes, absolutely. So that is where the HCG kicks in. So the HCG stimulates your testicles to produce more sperm and more testosterone. So if it's a problem with the sperm count of the male, in that case, yes, the HCG will help. Wow. However, there's a, there's you know other factors. It could be the you know woman that. So it's it's good to go see a reproductive endocrinologist in that case. So they could get to the bottom of why they're having trouble having kids. Uh, Bryson Maine wants to know if having sex, more sex, will keep testosterone levels up. Not necessarily. Uh, you know, again, these are insignificant, um, you know, changes. It's like the supplements. It's not going to significantly change the levels. Okay, so if Spot and I tugged one out before he visited <laughs> Billy, it's not going to affect anything, right? That's no, what Okay, good. Oh, good, good to, you really? Good on, to the, on the car, yeah. Interesting enough, car right uh, over. We were busy. Angle, Kavino, because uh, I have a question for Dr. Jeff and Billy. When, as, a, as a grown man, how often should you be having sex or masturbating? Like, it, Should you be releasing a certain number of times? Like, Is there... Is it good or bad to ejaculate too little or too much, like per week or month or something like that? Billy. <laughs> you ever hear that saying, you never leave the house with a loaded gun? Right. Same kind of saying, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's just a personal thing. I don't think it makes it. It doesn't difference. make a difference. Like, like, yeah, okay. Billy told two funny stories when we were there getting our blood taken. He said <laughs> he, he feels so good. He said just the other day he was grilling up some burgers, you know, totally innocent. And he all of a sudden had a rager for no reason. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, man, you know like, and that's just, the, you know, but that's yeah. cool. It makes you feel like a man. Yeah. And then he said he was at, at the beach or something at the pool. And his mom was like, Billy, take your shirt off. He's like, mom, no, trust me, I shouldn't. 
and he took his shirt off. He said he got so much attention from everyone there. You know, wow. you know when when he when his uh, he was flexing his lats, right? <laughs> and, and he, he said that his mom said, "Billy, you know what? Put your shirt back on because it's just I too swear, much, man. It's just I too swear. much. It's like it's embarrassing. Put it back on." Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? There's so many that's guys never happened that to you. that's never that's happened never to me. Happened but you know what? You. Not yet. <laughs> There's so many guys. We talk about fitness all the time. Rich is on his Peloton. Everyone's doing whatever they can to maintain. Let's talk about the results that you're getting, you know, with the treatments. Like, if you're going to maximize, like, how often are you at the gym to get these sort of results, Billy? So I work out at least once a day, okay. sometimes twice a day, you know, and, and it's kind of crazy. And, and Dr. Jeff will agree because he knows. He sees it, you know. Um, I eat really well, um, but a big part of this thing is, you know, you want to – I want to maximize my results. Like you said, I, I take this stuff. I want to eat good. I want to sleep good. It helps me sleep good, by the way. It really does help you sleep well. And I also, um, you know, I exercise. I, you know, it's a part of my regimen. And, you know, I think a lot of the guys that come here, you know, kind of want to be on that same path. It's just they don't have the, you know, the tools. And that's what Dr. Jeff provides for you, you know, the tools. All right. You know? Hey, uh, Dr. Jeff, uh, Cavino is a guy that takes a lot of pride in his hair. Does any treatment affect negatively or positively hair loss? Because some guys hit us up saying, can you go bald or lose hair with testosterone treatments? So interestingly enough, um, the side effects include hair growth and hair loss. Okay. Or neither. Most likely neither. Now, the hair growth and whatnot tends to be more on your body. Um you're not going to lose your hair. Honestly, it's it's so rare. Um, when you see men with low testosterone, it's usually their body hair that tends to thin out and fall out. Um, not it's 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 possible, but very rare. Well, Got we you. should probably start heading toward the results, Rich, because yeah. we might have questions oh, based yeah. on okay. that, right? Perfect. Um, again, we're here with uh, Thrive, a men's clinic out here in L.A., Tarzana, California, menstrive.com for more information, Billy Shaman and Dr. Jeff Nazar. Um, predictions before we get the final results. Hi. Obviously, let's go over the facts again. Okay. 300 to 1,500 is... The range. The range, right? 1,500 being... Really up there. A they try to get you between a thousand and eleven hundred. Okay. Um, they said after thirty, it starts to decline. Okay. So we have to be realistic and factor in that it's not going to be that high unless of you okay. know there's some freak thing. So All right, let's start with. Want to start with Steve Cavino? Let's start with Cavino. All right. My prediction is I'm I'm pretty average. Okay. Let's you know see. I feel lethargic, but. I still have sex yeah, drive and things like you that. You do have sex drive, but you always talk about your afternoon naps. Yeah. Right, yeah. Na the, you're, when you said you're, naps, you're, like, uh, I'm the what, same way, too. You're constantly, yeah. you're constantly saying, bro, I'm fucking tired, right. bro. Right, yeah, <laughs> I know. So what are the results for Cavino? For me. Steve Cavino. Go ahead, Billy. All right, so Cavino, you were at 358.36. Oh! Wow, that's even lower oh, than I thought. 358. Yeah, 358. Now, remember, yeah. the, the normal oh. was 300 to 1,500. Oh. So what sort of advice? Ready? I, I'm, I'm, a, wow. I'm a customer or a patient, or uh, I'm, I'm in there at Thrive. I'm at 358. What do you suggest and recommend at that point for 44 years old? I thought I was going to be in the 400 range. I think you need a hug, first of all. Give me a hug. Number. Okay. 358. Yeah, let Dr. Jeff jump in on this. Okay. Dr. Jeff, what do you think? Look, 
my philosophy is to treat the patient, not the labs. My right. philosophy is you need to individualize every single treatment plan. If you are symptomatic, and like I said, they tend to creep up, you know, under about 500. And your goal is to feel better and relieve some of those symptoms. I say, let's get you on a protocol for three to four months, see how you feel. If it relieves, and I'm confident that it will, if it solves these issues that you're having, then you just, you know, maintain on it. If not, no harm done. Two questions. My first question, you know, this is real life, right? So yeah. I'm in the office right now. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. This is great to know, great knowledge. Um, is there anything, before I get on your treatment, is there anything I could do diet-wise or anything else uh, exercise-wise to increase these numbers to see if I could do that on my own first? So lower extremity workouts do help okay. to your testosterone. But not significant? They all add up. If you just do that, no. Um, better sleep, which is hard to do when you have low testosterone because it does help with sleep as well, like Billy said. Wow. So, so sleep well, less stress. Stress is a huge factor in your testosterone levels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> Diet-wise, yes, eating healthy, less alcohol, no smoking. Um, all these things will add up. Hey, but will it get you to a 1,000? Definitely not. Hey, Dr. Wow. Jeff, let me ask you a question for Covino because, you know, I hang with him every day. He is uh, constantly talking about, yo, bro, aches and pains, aches and pains. Is that a side effect no, of low back. testosterone? My like back. His back. Not, and not like, like uh, arthritis. You know, it's my back. So your bone density does decrease when you have low testosterone, which means you're more fragile. Oh, oh you're uh, man, this is terrible news. You're falling <laughs> apart. You know what? Yep. Billy, uh, what are you doing later? I do need a hug, I think. Um, okay, no, but one you know of, what? One Useful of the news. other things that, that happens is the distribution of fat will change when you have low testosterone, and your lean muscle will decrease. So all these three different things will contribute to those you know, aches and pains and being more sedentary and less active. Um, so, yes, it does help in that sense. You know, I actually feel a sense of relief, though, because I'm like, oh, well, that explains, that explains a lot of things. things. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's good to know. It's a little low. Like I said, I thought, and Billy, you even said it, too. I bet you're in the 400s somewhere. And that's where I, I thought you. I was. Yeah, I thought I was going to be about in the 400s based on everything you had told me earlier. 358 is a little bit of a letdown, but it does make me think, and, All right. and it does answer a lot of questions. All right, so uh, spot. Spot, yeah. Christian. Christian. Now I'm worried. I'm worried. All right, man. Christian, you're at 423.53. Holy oh, I beat shit. you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. wait, now, man. Wait, now, hold on. Can I, can I ask a question on behalf of both of us? Yeah. You know, Still low, though. We're both pretty horned up guys. This is why I'm a little confused. I mean, if I got on a treatment and I got into the thousands, like you say, I don't know how I'd be able to control my boner. I don't know if it'd be good for my relationship. I really don't. <laughs> so how do you how do you sort of answer that question? Like if I feel like well, it's not all se- I, testosterone is not all sexual, as we've learned from yeah. Doctor Jeff. I know, this is but about can you imagine well? where it would go? Like you know, that's what I'm saying. Like you'd probably take less Napster. I feel like I turn into the mask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody stop me. P a r t y. Like I feel, you know what I mean. Like I feel like pretty horned up now. I can't imagine. But can you imagine getting I, into the honestly, thousands? I feel like I want to stick my dick in everything all day long. So right. I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to change. Wow. So right. wait, what was yours again, Spot? Mine was four twenty three. Four twenty three. Any other wow. questions? Any questions, Spot? 
no, I mean, we, we've covered all, most of it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. guys, you know, do guys get on treatment? Let's say a guy, you know, with lower numbers like me get on treatment and it become too much in their relationship because they change too much? We did, we did have that one patient call us like two days later and said his wife was complaining, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too horned up. Yeah. It might, I can All see right, that I, happening. Yeah, I, mean, I would be interested to see like what it would do. Like, wow. You I said mean, around 1,000, 1,100 is the optimal range. So that's like a whole 700 points. You know? Whoever's on, whoever's on like testosterone therapy, and Dr. Jeff probably can agree with this too, it's a game changer. I mean, I always tell patients this. Uh, they're like, well, we feel great. And let's say they're at 300. But I always tell them, do you know how it feels to be at like 1,100, 1,200, 1,000? You don't know what great is until you get to that point. I I, got I can it. honestly say I feel fantastic. Wow. I got I got to add in not not to mention it for no reason, but Kavino's forty four and he's dating a beautiful twenty eight year old woman. This could change your life. Do for her. I, don't do it for you. Do it do for, for her. Do it for her. <laughs> do it for her. <laughs> you know, and I, I think about that too. I'm like, I look pretty young for forty four years old. So you know, what if what what would be the effects when it comes to that? Like age appearance. Is there anything or any effect? You're so that fat distribution will change. You will lose fat. Okay. Uh, you will gain some muscle, especially if you know you're working out like Billy is. Right. Um, that will change, but the face and whatnot, not necessarily. I mean, you do look, you know, young. You look great, and you know, like I said, it doesn't affect everybody the same. So maybe your sex drive hasn't been affected, and getting on testosterone won't necessarily you know turn you into that animal that you're worried about <laughs> right right okay this because is great. It, just, it, it hasn't affected you in that sense okay and right. uh finally uh the most, yeah. most horned up guy of all, all right, yeah, so, we gotta K- know. Uh, so Cavino 358 oh. spot 423 what is uh what is rich's results what's my results you were at 851.52 come on what bro. i want to retest <laughs> Wait, 851 i want to retest Eight fifty one. Now, yep. my, holy shit! Now, I imagine people pay. Yeah, I'm forty. You're more than him and I combined. So, how for a forty year old? That's you're pretty... like Jamal Murray, and we're like Kawhi Leonard and <laughs> Paul George. You have more than us combined right now. Holy shit! Uh, what for a forty year old? Where is that? As for a forty year old, Billy? Oh man, that's like fantastic. I mean, that's like. <laughs> You should just hang it out at that point at eight fifty one at forty. Maybe that's fantastic. Wow, eight fifty. That, that explains I mean, so that's, much. That's amazing, right? I mean, Do, does that explain my energy levels? Are we going to be like rich? For for sure. If you're if you're the way that you are, and like when I met you, you were like 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 on fire when I met you in here. You know, <laughs> I mean that explains a lot, man. I mean. That's amazing. That's great. It also explains why I get so tired having to keep up with this guy, right? It's just we're learning so much right now. Why he's so horned up, why he's so hyper. And I imagine people pay really good money to get those sort of results. Right. I mean, Rich, you feel great, right? Yeah. And you look good. Yes. I mean, so I mean, it's working for you. That your testosterone was at a great level, wow. honestly. Oh, man. And I Dr. Jeff would, would agree. I mean, that's fantastic. Wow, how do I make yeah. sure I keep? How do I make sure I keep it going, there Dr. You go. Jeff? That's like, a great question. Um, if your testosterone, if your levels do test 850 well, eight fifty. Jesus, how do you? Uh, how do you? How do I make sure I don't mess this up somehow? Just keep eating well and trying to stay active. Is that sort of what it is? Exactly. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. 
I feel really good, guys. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. I, re- I demand a recount. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, exactly. Yeah. Can we do this over? Is there a do-over for this? Wow. Wow. That's great. Great knowledge, guys. We really appreciate it. I feel like we learned a lot. I think we also reminded people that there's lots of benefits to this. Um, and there's easy ways to get treatment. And, and, and how can people uh, reach out to you guys if they want more information or want to come in to check with you guys or like i said you also do covid testing where can people find everything about you guys so online is the best place you know we could, you could see our menu we have a menu there with all of our services uh you guys can also just call us whenever you want at that number the 818-906-8888 and we you know we always you know reply back either text message or a phone call uh we, everything's done by appointment we also i don't know if you guys know we still we do iv like you know hydrations we do like vitamin blends we do vitamin injections we do a lot over here so we custom tailor to like everybody you know whatever you guys need we can do all their information we'll make sure we have it on our instagram and twitter and all that so if you follow us at covino and rich we'll make sure you guys get all the information uh dr jeff billy we can't thank you guys enough and we'll see you soon thank you guys so much i'll be seeing you soon permanent permanent friends of the show now billy and dr jeff have an appointment at 11 30 i'll be right in thank you guys you're listening to the covino and rich best of the week podcast want to hear more tune in to covino and rich Live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Covino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.